0: Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. and Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Well, there's there's certainly been a lot of uh, bad stuff going on in this country, and it's easy to report on all of that because there's no shortage of it. But there are some trends that are in a positive direction, if very slowly positive direction. And one of those trends is it seems like marijuana might be becoming a little bit less important to uh, certain governmental entities. Just a little bit, not a whole lot. Uh, We've certainly seen that there are, what, about 14 states that have the medical marijuana provisions. I think that's the number. That they've passed, and so that's very good. Uh, I think, I believe, Alaska still has some sort of level of decriminalization for uh, possession, Uh, For recreational purposes, we know that Massachusetts just recently passed decrim. They are down to a $100 fine, uh, which is pretty much an unenforceable fine, so people haven't been paying it.
1: At one point, Ann Arbor was a $25 ticket for possession uh, under a certain amount. Um, Denver. Denver, uh,
0: yeah. Boulder, I think. Colorado is relatively uh, lightweight as far as punishments on, on that issue go. I imagine you've got to be trying really hard to get arrested for marijuana, period, in California. That's true. And even uh, the federal gang has claimed that they're no longer going to be prosecuting in states in which the medical uh, they're not going to be prosecuting medical marijuana providers unless they're allegedly breaking state law or something Something like that. that, So they've they've backed down ever so slightly. But there's a story in the uh, the Wall Street Journal that I thought was worthy of bringing to your attention uh, because it just kind of points out that it's not just happening in this country. In fact, we saw uh, earlier this year there was a story out of Mexico where they had legalized or rather decriminalized very, very small amounts of possession of various different narcotics, not just the uh, not just cannabis, but all kinds of stuff. So the story uh, from Mexico City, Wall Street Journal, in the 40 years since the U.S. President Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon declared a war on drugs, the supply and use of drugs hasn't changed in any fundamental way. The only difference now is that there's a taxpayer bill of more than $1 trillion. A senior Mexican official, and I might actually uh, add to that the millions of Americans that have been put in jail cells, that's also a difference. But a senior Mexican official who spent more than two decades helping fight the government's war on drugs summed up recently what he's learned from his long career. He said, the war is not winnable. Just last week, Mexican Navy Special Forces swarmed a luxury apartment tower in in a central city and gunned down Arturo Beltran Levaya, a drug trafficker whose organization helped smuggle several billion dollars worth of cocaine and marijuana into the United States in the past decade, according to the DEA. Within days of his death, Mexican officials were already trying to guess which of his lieutenants would take his place. Almost no one expected the death of Leva, actually is what it is, Leva to slow down the business of drug trafficking or the horrific drug-related violence in Mexico. Good. I'm glad that they aren't under the false uh, you
1: know, idea that, in fact, they do are something. doing something about the war on drugs by taking down
0: one of these big guys. So why do they even bother? Just oh, because it's fun to shoot people? I, you know, that's what they do. Uh, so they they didn't believe it would slow down the business that has claimed over 15,000 lives in the past three years in, in Mexico, the drug-related rela- drug violence down there. On Monday, hitmen gunned down several family members of a Mexican naval officer who'd been killed in the Beltran Le- Leva raid. Four people have been arrested in connection with the killing, though Mexican authorities say the hitmen are still at large. Growing numbers of Mexican and U.S. officials say, at least privately that the biggest step in hurting the business operations of Mexican cartels would be to simply legalize their main product, marijuana. Along the world's most popular illegal drug, marijuana accounts for more than half of the revenues of the Mexican cartels. Economically, there's no argument or solution other than legalization, at least of marijuana, said the top Mexican official, matter-of-factly. The official said that such a move would likely shift marijuana production entirely to places like California, where the drug can be grown more efficiently and closer to consumers. Mexico's objective should be to make the U.S. self-sufficient in marijuana, he added with a grin. He's not alone in his views. Earlier this year, three former Latin America presidents, known for their free market and conservative credentials, Ernesto Zedillo of Mexico, Cesar Gavira of Colombia and Fernando Henrique Cardoso of Brazil, said governments should seriously consider legalizing marijuana as an effective tool against the murderous drug gangs. So you've got some, you know, former Latin American presidents here that are coming out of the closet saying it's time to end this war on drugs. Uh, You've got a top Mexican drug enforcement official that is coming out privately. He's not being named, uh, but he's saying this needs to end. The biggest problem is that there are a lot of people in the law enforcement community who share these feelings, who share this understanding, who have been on the enforcement side of this war on drugs for so many years, and they've come to the conclusion that what they've done hasn't actually stopped drugs. In fact, uh, despite what the first paragraph of this story said, things are worse now than when the war on drugs started because we've got crack cocaine and meth. And it's arguable that both of those products would not have been uh, produced if there were never a, a war on drugs. So you could point out that things are worse now because of the war on drugs. You know, drugs.
1: I've, I've heard this that argument before, and I it, it, it's certainly true that um, they have come around while the war on drugs has been going on. But it's difficult to say whether the, the marketplace will definitely provide more efficient and uh, lower cost uh, you know, merchandise to people who want it. So these things are more efficient – uh, you know, means to get high in the ways that the, the, the people that use cocaine and, and, uh, uh, and methamphetamines want to get high, and they're less costly. So it may very well be that these things might have come around. Anyway, I don't know.
0: I'm pretty sure cracks, my understanding, crack came out during the 1980s uh, cocaine crackdown that sure they had, sure. where there were shortages and things like that. And so there were certain pressures that were put on the uh, the illicit market that resulted in that coming out. That's it's, my
1: understanding. It's, it's true. That, that that did occur. It's just I don't know that it's that one can even make the assertion – I don't know that one can fairly make the assertion that they wouldn't have existed otherwise. And you weren't really making that. You're just saying that one could, one could. say, say, say mm-hmm. that. But I just don't think that one can.
0: So you've got various different people coming out here saying it's time to legalize – at the very least, legalize marijuana. And, uh, of course, well, if we had our druthers on this show, uh, we'd like to see it all uh, fully decriminalized. Not but- because –
1: uh, n- not because so much that I want to see America to become g- become a drug haven, but in fact, um, I don't think that'll happen, because I don't think that uh, the war on drugs, has re- it hasn't really resulted in more people or fewer people doing drugs. It's resulted in about the same amount, just a lot more people going to jail, it's a true. lot more tax dollars being sent on the, spent on uh, both the policing and the incarceration, incarceration of these people. What I'm concerned with is the amount of violence that surrounds uh, drugs, yeah. and that violence's impact on my family. People People think that if you suddenly legalize, there'd be lots more violence, but it's not true. There wasn't that much violence surrounding drugs prior to the war on drugs. The violence um, was really surrounding alcohol during the times of prohibition. Prohibition causes violence. Drugs don't. I mean, with the, I suppose, the exception of PCP, we all hear terrible stories of that uh, that particular drug. I, I don't know anything about it, but... Uh, I, I'm willing to, uh, to 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 deal with the the horrors of PCP uh, in order to get rid of the horrors of crack There's cocaine. i have seen
2: people and, on PCP and they seem fine.
1: I, I don't know anything about PCP. I
0: I don't. I mean, I don't really know much about it either. But I've never. I, I, I'm surprised you've even seen people on it. I I mean, I've been in the I went to public school. <laughs> okay, well, I've been in the counterculture for a while, and I, it, I've never come across it. I've I've come across plenty of people that uh, that like cocaine, but. And other drugs, but never PCP. they were doing it at school. Yeah, well wow. they were high when they came. That's amazing.
1: I've heard of it. Um, a, a friend got a, supposedly believed that their marijuana was sprinkled with it, but I don't know. Isn't that well, hmm?
0: Some people would say that the marijuana, those claims that marijuana's been dusted with stuff like PCP, is ludicrous. Because it would only increase the price of the the marijuana
1: um, in this particular case um, it was a baby somebody was babysitting at someone's house and found their stash and then smoked their PCP so there wasn't uh, a profit motive maybe that person wanted PCP dusted uh, marijuana excuse me found their marijuana and and maybe they wanted PCP dusted marijuana there is that know. possibility yeah I don't know
0: the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That's... But if it was,
1: if was a friend babysitting, you know how long ago it was for me.
0: That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. A little more about the, uh, the Mexican officials and what they have to say about ending, at the very least, the war on pot. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those on us, including our updates. You can go and get signed up. Be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. Updates.freetalklive.com.
1: HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free webs- website builder tools and templates. Use the coupon, coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. If you don't use the code FTL, you don't get the first month completely free. That's HostGator.com.
0: All right, we're, we're going to come back uh, if we get a chance to the drug war story. Let's go instead to your phone calls about what you want. We'll start things out with Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
3: And you know what you call it when the voters uh, vote on whether to legalize marijuana or decriminalize marijuana? Uh, a vote? You call it a referendum. That's <laughs> cute. Any, anyway, um, I was just thinking, you know, some people aren't having any luck getting dates. Like, let's say some guy, the ladies don't want, to, uh, don't want him because he's always in a bad mood. Well, duh, why do they think he's always in a bad mood? <laughs> over time, this can lead to chronic depression and stuff like that. And I was thinking, here's something we can do as a society. How about every year we throw this humongous party? and everybody's going to have a date except him, and we're going to show it off in his face, and we're going to do it on the night that marks the end of another year when he hasn't had any luck at all. And it's not like we're going to go overboard marking that occasion. We're just going to assemble on the city square, thousands and thousands of us, to, to mark that occasion with a technician synchronizing the chronometer via satellite <laughs> against an atomic clock in Washington, D.C., so we can mark that occasion with all the mathematical precision of rocket scientists launching the space shuttle. And at that moment, all of us explode in a massive wave of celebration and start cuddling and kissing right in front of him and, and he's the only one that's left out of course and then when he can't take it anymore and he says goodbye cruel world we can pretend we don't know what he's talking about huh? what do we do you know but uh, if you should happen to see somebody uh, let's say uh, that's a Tough time to get a taxi, of course, because the taxis are real what, busy I, that what night.
0: It? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm, I, I think mean, it's great though. Maybe uh, you're I'm talking about dense. New Year's Eve. Of yes. Course. yes, yes. You clearly, you're clearly talking about New Year's <laughs> Eve. But who's the guy that can't get a date? I mean, is that relevant to this at all? Or are you just? Uh, no, there's. I mean, there are some people
3: who just aren't having any luck.
0: Sure. Right. Right. right.
3: And that, that that would be you know like a tough night for somebody in that situation. So uh, you know like one option is if you happen to see them on the bridge, okay, if, they still have, if you still have both feet on the sidewalk, of course you have the alibi that you're just enjoying the view at 1 o'clock in the morning of this frozen river way down there. But if they climbed over the, the railing, then what you do is you call 911 and bring in some gun-toting goons in bulletproof vests to try to seize the guy and force him into a vehicle and bring him to a mental institution to get locked up and drugged because that's bound to b- brighten up his day and make him glad to be alive. Now, right? now, is
0: this actually a story that really happened, or are you just making that up?
3: Well, this does happen from time to time. I mean, uh, the, the, the gun-toting goons, the bureaucrats do seize these people and bring that's them to a the mental That's they, true. They, they, c-
0: attempting to commit suicide is, uh, my understanding in most places, a crime, which I think is kind of silly. I but, figure uh, as long as you're going to do it and it's not a big mess for someone to clean up, no big deal.
3: So what what they do though is I mean, not that you should they, do they, it. They I'm do not them.
0: saying that you should commit suicide. There's a lot that's worth living for, even if you don't have a date.
3: But but what I'm I'm getting at though yeah. is some of them at that moment they follow the advice on the New Hampshire license plate and so where so they jump rather than get taken, even if they were going to check out. They see the, the the bureaucrats rushing in there, and so they follow the advice on the New Hampshire license plates where it says live free or die, and that pushes them over the edge. But there's something else you can do. You give them some advice, like have you tried the Internet yet? You know, if you have somebody like that, inst- instead of calling in gun toting goons in bulletproof vests to-, to lock somebody up in a mental institution, you could send you know, a hooker. Have you, have you tried to do this? You, know, you know, if anybody happens to know any of the, the good dating websites out there, uh, you know, can you talk to these people. How are you going to find, you know, help them? Somebody. Thank you Tom you know? for the
0: call tonight. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. It's one of the reasons why prostitution should be made legal is because uh, you know lonely guys would have something to do with. I agree with him that uh, that it,
1: it it certainly does cause a certain level of depression and and anxiety and 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 you know the it increases the level of mental illness. They've, they there's science behind that. Um that in You fact, mean not having prostitutes around? Yeah. The, oh, okay. the, that kind of pressure and, and that kind of pressure could be released
0: uh, yeah. in you know in in
1: with with that service. What would
0: happen to? Uh, I'm just I was wondering what would happen to rapes. If prostitution were legalized,
2: I don't know. Do, do rapes go? Are well, there fewer rapes in Nevada? The drive behind rape, in, in most cases, is not, not sex. sexual. That's dominance. what they say if you're talking about forcible rape. I, but there would the,
0: also be prostitutes that would provide some sort of a rape service, like a, a rape
2: simulation service. I don't know that that would actually satisfy the, the somebody. Person. I don't know that it wouldn't. You may be right. I don't. I don't know. You have to ask a rapist, I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't have any of them around, thankfully that I know of, at least eight hundred two Let's talk to Bill in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. How are you all tonight? Sounds like Bill in his truck, actually. Hey, Bill, doing great. What's on your mind?
4: Um, well, I just uh, made a recent trip to New Hampshire, and uh, I thought it was uh, important for the listening audience of Free Talk Live, those who are you know, certainly not in New Hampshire, and the ones that are still on the fence, or, uh, you know, don't really have an opinion yet to uh, hear some of the insights from my trip.
5: Uh, Well, that would be uh, great. I'm
4: probably the most skeptical guy in the entire world. You know, I have to see something first uh, before I believe it. And um, if anybody wants to take it from me uh, after the last four and a half days that I've spent in Keene, I... Will be the poster child for recruiting people i can 't say enough
1: at uh, enough times you know um, Bill, I think it speaks well of uh, you and your skepticism to have come here and taken a look at the Liberty movement in New Hampshire because anybody can sit in their state and say whatever those people in New Hampshire are nuts they 're not getting anything done they 're a bunch of idiots or whatever they can, they want to say, but until you 've come here and see what it looks like as far as uh, you know what 's happening. For Liberty in New Hampshire, you really don't, you're nothing but a guy who's spouting off. And um, I'm very impressed with what's going on, and I I applaud you for coming and checking it out.
4: Well, uh, you know, I'm a hard guy to impress, too. And, like, what I saw in these last few days, you know, was way above what my expectations were for coming there and, you know, and deciding ultimately, am I going to go ahead and try to move to New Hampshire or not? It was exponentially above that. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited even on the way home, and I didn't want to go uh, uh, make the trip back to Kentucky. In fact, this morning when I got up uh, staying with some folks, and I needed to be out the door by 9, and it was almost 1 o'clock before I left. Because I was just... You know, Honestly, Bill, training, I I, if you, you can hang on, back. I want to bring you
0: back here, and you can tell me tell us a little bit more about your trip. We got the opportunity to meet Bill, uh, Mark, and I. I don't know, if, Nick, you got a chance no, to I did meet not. Him. Uh, Mark and myself. We did, and a number of the other Keniacs. I was a little concerned p- before Bill came up. He came over to the free Keen forum and posted that he was going to come up during Christmas week, and I thought, oh man, talk about the worst week to come up to visit. Yeah. Uh, people people are going home, right? <laughs> half the people are gone. Uh, more coming up here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind. If you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you, and Nick, and Mark, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. Shrine of Female listeners involving dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, you can get involved at Shrine dot freetalklive dot com and we're talking about the Free State Project. Not only are Mark and myself participants in the Free State Project, but they're also a sponsor of the program. And the idea is to bring as many liberty-loving people all together into the same geographic area. New Hampshire was the chosen state, and get them active. Get your uh, get active for liberty in order to achieve hopefully liberty in our lifetime. So if you want to learn more about the Free State Project, go to freestateproject dot org. As we continue with Bill, who is from Kentucky, and definitely, do you have your window down, Bill? No. You do not. No, I think the phone
4: is, uh, cracking out on me. I, I guess it's, uh, lived its life, but, uh... Hopefully it will get me through this
0: evening. Okay. Well, uh, you are here visiting uh, because you are interested in the Free State Project, and as you said a moment ago, you were pretty skeptical. You came up to Keene earlier uh, last, or actually last week. Stayed here for about four days, and I was, like I said before, I was a little concerned because you had announced that you were coming up over at the Free Keene Forum at freekeen dot com. Uh, which is always a good idea to let people know that you're coming in advance. It was a little concerned because most people, a lot of people, are out of town. You know, they left town so they could go visit their families and all that. And uh, it's, it's certainly uh, not the, going to be in my it wasn't in my opinion it was not going to be the busiest week as far as activism was concerned. But yet, nonetheless, you say you were, uh, your expectations were ex- exceedingly exceeded. I guess
4: <laughs> in in more than one way. Uh, just you know, I was reasonable enough to put into perspective, okay, I'm coming up on the Christmas holiday. I need to be able to anticipate that. So I had my, what I wanted to see. Um, Like I said, I'm a skeptical guy in life anyway. So I kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know there's stuff going on in New Hampshire, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it before. But, you know, we'll see. And the first night I was there, uh, just, you know, the community uh, sort of feeling. I was invited to a uh, sort of a Christmas gathering, or a party, uh, you know, with people that I'd never actually met in person, and they all welcomed me in like I was the best friend they'd had all their life. Uh, Did
0: you, know, you find that, that it was pretty easy to, to make connections with uh, with those folks? Some of the uh, the screen names uh, in real life, uh, and then we're sitting there at the
4: end of the night. And there's sort of an impromptu discussion. Hey, why don't we go to the jail and sing Christmas Carols? And, you know, five of those people were still left, and then another five showed up. And this was within about an hour, maybe an hour and a half notice on Christmas night, you know, with the weather being what it is that time of year. Beautiful. And And here's ten people that drive. And that was another thing, you know, that really uh, caught me off guard was that the, the jail was not close to anything, uh, you know, it's way out.
0: That's a 30-minute uh, ride uh, to get to the jail. 20, 30
4: Everybody minutes. just goes out of their way to go sing Christmas carols. Um, you know, and at the time, there's only one activist in jail, so it was really you're going towards just, you know, the people that are in jail and saying, hey, you know, we're here for you, even if nobody else was. And that was just, that was the first thing that completely blew me out of the water. And then it just got better from there. Um uh, as I was there, uh, you know, people around and show me stuff because I to, you know, be Yeah, it is really the...
0: a very friendly group of folks. We got some issues, I think, with your phone connection here, Bill, but I appreciate hearing from you and look forward to seeing you back here uh, when you get up here again to New Hampshire. Thank you for the call tonight. Have a good night. Thank you, dude, and have a safe trip. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the sacl C A I toll free line. And yeah, I mean, wow, I mean, coming up here to New Hampshire on Christmas week and having your expectations exceeded, meeting all kinds of wonderful people, it re- there really is a movement here. I was over at the Free State Project Forum today, catching up on some uh, some old posts, and somebody had posted a thread about, are you guys for real? You know? Wait, is, it, is there really something happening up there? Y- yeah. Yeah, I, you
1: know, I mean, I, I think some people may believe that the Free State Project is funding the show so much that you and I are willing to create this fantasy as to, uh, you know, liberty actually being worked towards here in New Hampshire to the uh, half a million people that we broadcast to a week. My, you know, no, my word isn't for sale for the price the Free State Project sponsors this show Especially at. Especially considering you don't get any of right, it, right? I get none of it. So <laughs> when you hear what I have to say about the Free State Project, I'm not, I'm not even getting paid to do it. Yeah, so, true. um, uh, yeah, it, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is this is the only place that liberty is really happening. I think that there's some places where people are giving it a shot, and I I really do g- applaud them and hope all the best, but yeah. You know, the idea of there being 50 different free states is kind of ludicrous. We've been trying that for a while, and, uh, you know, it hasn't really been going anywhere.
0: So if you haven't yet, uh, head on over to freestateproject.org, learn more about this amazing movement of people that just keeps getting better. As more people like Bill decide to pick up their lives and move here to New Hampshire, that just increases the amount of activism that can happen here. The more activism that's happening, the more videos that are going to go up on YouTube, the more audio you're going to hear, uh, the more stuff is going to go down, the larger the events that go down will become, uh, the more exciting as a result uh, that will happen, that excitement will bring more people to this movement. It's just a process that builds upon itself. It's going to keep getting bigger year after year. And uh, if you're not yet paying attention there is a Free State Project website. They have a forum there on the front page of the Free State Project site, freestateproject.org. They have some some lists of things that are going on in New Hampshire. Uh, freekeen, freekeen.com is my blog site. We've got several uh, people f- from here in Keene that are, are blogging, and Keene is one of the many destinations here in New Hampshire uh, blogging about what's going on. So it's one thing to look at the videos and, and watch the Ridley Report at ridleyreport.com and That's a great way to kind of get a window into the world of the activist movement here in New Hampshire. But it's a whole other experience to actually come out and meet the same people that you see in the videos. Uh, it's, It's just something else entirely. And it's just like Bill said, they are like friends that you never knew that you had. They are people who are... There a lot of them are on the exact same wavelength as you. I mean, not they don't all have the exact same beliefs, but they generally believe that the government is way too big and needs to be drastically reduced, if not eliminated entirely. And it just it makes it real easy to get along with folks because you don't have to you don't have to start from uh, zero and try to convince these people about liberty. They're already on board with that. You can. Make connections based on other things.
1: Right. The, the, the thing that you spend most of your time doing if you believe in liberty elsewhere, which is trying to convince other people about liberty, uh, that's, you don't have to do
0: that. I mean, there are other people in New Hampshire that were, are probably going to need some persuasion, absolutely. Sure, sure. But you have a ready-made network of people here waiting for you that are basically ready to become your friend. I mean, if you're friendly. If you're a jerk and you, you, know, you don't have any uh, social graces and you screw people over, you're going to find yourself ostracized pretty quick. But if you're an honorable person and you honor your word and you're a good person, you're going to have all kinds of people that would like to be your friend here. So you're not alone when you get here to New Hampshire. Even if you come up here alone, you're not alone as soon as you get to New Hampshire. The belief in liberty is a moral stance
1: as opposed to other types of political uh, beliefs. The belief in liberty is a moral stance, and most people that do believe in um, liberty are rather moral people and try their very best to, to live up to their beliefs.
0: Yes, absolutely. And there have been some exceptions to that. There have been sure. the occasional person that has been outed as being a very naughty person. Uh, there was one guy that apparently was stealing from his roommates, and they caught him, and he was outed publicly, and he was never seen from again after that. He He disappeared. Because nobody would want to deal with him after he was outed amongst the amongst his community. So it's a great community that's very um, tight-knit, but also very open as far as letting new people in and uh, getting to know you. It's, it's wonderful. When you get here to New Hampshire, you, you come up with a moving truck full of stuff. You arrive at your house or apartment. If you announce in advance when you're coming and uh, when you're going to be there... People will be there waiting for you to get there, and they will help you unload. Should you want that help? The truth. It's there for you. Uh, And and you'll have an entire moving truck unloaded in 45 minutes to an hour, which is an incredible feat. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. We talk live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, we'll give you some uh, pretty crazy news out of Australia. But first, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free. If you enjoy this program, however, and you'd like to voluntarily support the show, we have a few options for you. One of them is the Free Talk Live AMP program. You can, for as little as $3 a month, get behind this show and help get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations across the country. Get, uh, get We've got over 60 stations today, and it's mostly because of listeners like you contributing 3 bucks a month and getting perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, AMP-only podcast, and more. Get all the details. Get signed up with PayPal or any uh, major credit card. All there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. To your phone calls. I believe this is Ellie. Is it pronounced Ellie in Texas?
4: Yes, hi. <laughs> Ellie, it sound so- you're yeah. on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Yes, uh, it may, you may have made it sound very appealing. So does Catherine Albrecht. I would like to find out about the quality of public education there. I have a small child. Do you know anything about that?
1: Well, um, I, I'll field that question. Having a, a child also, um, okay. New England is, is you know, is, is very snooty when it comes to education. It's their, it's ah. the, they consider it the most important thing, and so they spend a great deal on their uh, their public school education here now i 'm not a big fan of public school education period and uh, but if you 're going to be sending a kid to public school, perhaps New England is the place that one would want to do that um, and i you know they have some of the best schools in
0: the country up up here
4: and what about the uh, i 'm also a teacher. What about the job market for teachers
0: couldn 't answer that, that I have no idea. I do know that New Hampshire, and that 's what we're talking about here the free state project moving liberty loving people to New Hampshire uh in in new hampshire the unemployment rate is lower than the surrounding areas as i understand it new hampshire has one of the lower unemployment rates of the entire country it also has one of the best economies Of the entire country, and that's probably due to the fact that New Hampshire has the lowest governmental burden, isn't it? All of the lowest of all fifty states, I I believe
1: that's the the lowest governmental uh, tax burden, yes, of all fifty states. But that doesn't mean it's the lowest tax burden on taxpayers of all fifty states. What is? Well, how does that? Well, if you if your state attracts a great deal of tourists, like say Florida does, Uh their taxpayers pay a smaller amount per person there. New Hampshire oh. doesn't have the same draw like Disney World and uh, well, the New, Gulf of Mexico.
0: New Hampshire does have the lowest governmental bureaucrat ratio as I understand yes. it. As far as people to government bureaucrats, uh there If it wasn't
1: for tourism,
0: New Hampshire would uh, be the lowest tax burden. Yeah. So, I think oh, that is oh, a probably a big contributor to why the economy is so good.
4: Well, that sounds great. You've answered uh my question. What's the drawback? You just make it sound so good. I'm going
0: to It's cold. <laughs> there's there's
1: ice it's on the ground cold. right now. Right,
4: right. Thanks so much. I'm going to hang up and hey, listen. Yeah, Thanks. head on
0: out to uh, freestateproject.org. When you have more questions, there's a forum there full of uh, nice people that are happy to answer all kinds of questions.
1: Yeah, the three biggest com- um, I, uh, what sort of objections? concerns, objections to uh, moving for the Free State Project are uh, the weather. Um, family that you have, wherever you have them, and uh, jobs. Those are the uh, you know right. people want. Uh, you know, they they want jobs and living arrangements handed to them on silver platters or something like that. But you know, personally, it takes some effort to move across the country. I prefer the uh, the people that are willing to go find their own jobs and find their Absolutely. own uh, living arrangements because those are going to be this kind of self starters. And you know, she she wasn't one of those no no you know, people. she You're just she, saying, just asking some questions. Yeah. Um, but those are the kind of people that are going to be self starters that are going to be the, uh, you know active in the liberty movement. So.
0: Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL
2: CAI toll-free line. So, Nick, tell me a little bit about what's going on in Australia. Well, it looks like this is happening in one particular city in Australia. Victoria police get extra search powers, uh, and this is coming from smh.com.au, Sydney Morning Herald. A crackdown on drunkenness and violence will continue in Victoria with new laws brought in today, including extra powers for police to strip search people for weapons. Police can also issue a two hundred and thirty four dollar, I assume it's Australian dollar, on the spot fines for people who refuse to leave pubs and clubs when asked. Does that mean you have to pay the cop? Um that may be. On the spot fine. Well, it makes it sound that way, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but it does say for anyone who refuses to leave pubs and clubs when asked, it doesn't say you have to be intoxicated or disorderly. It um, may mean that they just write it right there on the spot. I'd say that pretty much anywhere a cop can order you off the property
1: and you've got to go, Um, and if not, bad, bad things are going to happen. So I don't know that that
2: is particularly... Crazy, but this searching thing? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll I'll get into it a little bit more here. The new laws come after the nationally coordinated Operation Unite Police crackdown on alcohol-related violence across Australia and New Zealand last weekend. Apparently, they sync up these campaigns between Australia and New Zealand. That's great. Which is odd. Two national governments working together. Yeah. Under the new search laws, police will be able to declare designated areas for searches if they have a history of violence involving weapons or they believe such an incident is about to take place.
1: So if the police officer believes that an incident of violence is going to take place, which means that all he has to say is, I I believe that an incident of violence was going to take
0: place. I've got a
6: hunch.
2: Well, yeah, it sounds like that is all they have to say because it says nothing in here about uh, in the requirements of what the government has to do, it says nothing about getting a court order to designate a warrant. You know, what own.
1: always concerns Sweet. me about this is that these uh, that the bureaucrats, uh, the, the more and more laws go sort of to their side. But these police officers work for you and me. and no, they don't. They work for the government. That's of the idea. Victoria. Oh, it's the, the idea. That's the idea. And, um, you know, we, the taxpayers, pay their paychecks. And many police officers you go rogue. They, they do. Um, in fact, uh, they, 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 they do all kinds of illegal things. So it seems to me that if I have a hunch, I should be able to search this police officer for things that might be cause violence and should be able to cite him or her the same things that would make you an equal to the cop right i mean and that's the idea is that these countries are of are, are free people and that these uh that the, the the law enforcement officers are imbued with the the power of all in order to to you know do their jobs but hmm it difference between ideas and reality
0: right yeah. i mean the reality a nice is idea.
1: these are the slave masters these are the task yeah. masters these are the ones with the whip if you stand up to them you will get what somebody who, you know, stands up to a taskmaster
2: gets. That's right. Now, apparently, the, the police will be able to stop and search a person without a warrant in the area, such as a, uh, train stations or city blocks. The areas will be des- – it doesn't say how large these areas can be. The areas will be designated That's for... That's up a, to the officer. Uh, well, it, it, there does, i a hunch. There is some... They do have to do this ahead of time. The areas will really? be designated for a 12-hour period only, and by law must be advertised in a government gazette and newspaper seven days in advance. Okay. So it's not okay. It's not quite decision. as arbitrary. Yep. Deputy Commissioner Kieran Walsh hopes uh, to have the first designated areas in place early in the new year. He said the increased powers were important because there have been a significant rise in weapons crime in the past year. Didn't they just outlaw um, guns? And, uh, to it's been a while. Lo- it's been a while. I think guns have been outlawed for a while in Australia. Uh, so, this is actually talking about uh, uh, Victoria Police statistics from 2008 to 2009 show that robberies involving knives increased by 9.4% in the last year.
1: Yes, you'll always see... How about uh, when you outlaw guns, you'll always see yeah. an increase in knife I, uh,
2: I, crime. I don't think that guns are completely outlawed in Australia. I don't think it's quite as restrictive as the U.K., um, but they are heavily restricted. It's very difficult to own one.
1: Don't worry. It's going to happen uh, here in the United States, too. Uh, well, perhaps. Uh, opponents say... Uh, Either that or the United States government collapses. I mean, those
2: are your two choices. Perhaps. I mean, to, to be fair... What do you see happening otherwise? Give me another option. To be fair, firearms laws have been relaxed over the last 10 or 15 years in the United States. Because the the, the lapse of the Brady Bill? Yeah, there's that. The assault weapons ban expired. States across the country have relaxed their concealed carry laws. So, not if you live in a metro. States, um, and metros are where most people in the United States live. You weren't able to carry a gun in the metro 10 or 15 years ago. I said things had gotten better, not things had gotten great. So, <laughs> they, I mean, they have, if you look over time at how many states have relaxed their carry laws and things like that, there have been incremental steps overall in the aggregate. It seems to be going in the right direction in the United States as opposed to the wrong direction. So... It's something to be concerned about. Or it could be the dead cat bounce. Could be. Who knows? Uh, Obviously, uh, opponents of this law here in Australia say that it's undemocratic. I'm not sure that it's undemocratic. It's a law that was voted for by by (laughs) representatives of the people, supposedly. Um, But it's a draconian intrusion into civil liberties and human rights. That it certainly is. Yes. and
0: Yeah, democracy doesn't really enter into the equation for me. Oh, I wonder if they could get away with that in this country. Because they do have the free speech zones, you know, when the the president comes into town, they set up a little penned off area wherein people are allowed to go and hold signs and chant and do whatever the heck they want to do. But outside of that area, they're not allowed to do that stuff. So it's clear that they're able to just run right over top of the alleged freedom of speech. Based on the fact that some politician happens to be around, um, why can't they do the same thing here with uh, with a gun zone like a, or a weapons-free zone? Where they could say, hey, well, we told you in advance, we printed it in the newspaper, we said we were going to be here uh, seven days in advance, and here you are, and now here we are. So you don't have a Second Amendment, right? We announced that we were going to rescind that for a few days.
1: It seems like they could get away with it if they tried. Except for the, uh, you know, the whole it shall not be infringed part.
0: Well, yeah, but they infringed, they infringed it after it Hurricane the
1: Katrina. They infringe it all the time. Yeah,
0: sure they do. 800-259-9231. Hour twos coming up. This is
6: Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. This is
0: Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, as we launch here into the second hour of the show. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're going to continue with another internationally-based story website is good.is good.is the deal with young criminals northern ireland has been experimenting with something they call the youth conference instead of sending kids who commit assault theft or motoring offenses to a prison the government sends them to a meeting there the young troublemaker is asked to give an account of the offense and the victim who is usually present is invited to ask questions and describe the effects of the crime they then decide and i think that that's great so far, well, I haven't even finished this. I
1: do. Well, I I just, I, I do, I feel that our uh, judicial system, especially when it comes to young people, and young people commit the lion's share of the crimes in the United States.
2: I'm not, well, I'm not sure that that's necessarily fair. What do you mean? Are you talking about just violent offenses?
1: I'm talking about just uh, offenses uh, that they, you know, they, get, they get caught for.
2: That they get caught for? Maybe. Yes. Well, that people get caught for. Those are committed yeah, by kids. kids are stupid about the way they commit crimes. They're stupid,
0: them. and they don't have as much to lose and that sort yeah. of thing. And, and they haven't uh, learned all the lessons of life and that kind of thing. And I think that if they don't understand respecting others. Many kids don't. They just haven't gotten out into the world. And if they don't have anything that, uh, you know, if no one's counting on them for anything and they haven't learned those lessons, then it's likely they're going to make some mistakes and,
1: and break stuff and hurt people. And I think that uh, having them confront their victim and having the victim tell them like this is how it was for me this is what yeah. you did and how it affected me and i think that that I, I just think it'll be so much more effective than a lot of the things that get done
0: rather than just having a judge wag their finger at them and the judges don't care yeah
1: they really don't i mean it's in and out and da, 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 you know
0: some of them might care
1: they may care but it, i i'm sorry they don't look like they care from up there yeah uh, it's, you know, having the victim stand there and say, look, this is what happened to me. Perhaps standing there with a black eye if it was an assault right. or, uh, you know, whatever. You have to, you know, that person has to stand there in front of other people because uh, you know, the, the human animal is a gregarious animal. And the, the 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 thing that they hate most is ostracism from other humans. If you stand in Social a Social animal, form, yeah. Yeah, if, uh, right. That's what gregarious sort of means, talkative and, and yeah. interactive. Um, if they if they have to stand there in front of a whole bunch bunch of other people and that's what's in a courtroom and they you know confront their victim and essentially the assumption is they have to act um you know in a contrite fashion if they don't the punishment's probably going to really stink after that so i i think it's great well there's
0: more good uh, after they have again been, been invited to ask questions and describe the effects of the crime Uh, This again, the the victim is present, uh, invited to ask questions and describe the effects of the crime. They then decide together with the help of a professional coordinator, one might call that an arbitrator, on a plan to make things right. This usually means doing unpaid restorative work and giving a face-to-face apology. You might think this lets wayward teens off easy if all they have to do is apologize and do a little manual labor. But a new report on the effectiveness of these youth conferences just came out and the results are remarkable. According to the report, more than five thousand five hundred meetings between victims and offenders have taken place in Northern Ireland since two thousand and three. Fifty five hundred. That's correct. That's you know big enough for a sample. Yeah, and that's just in you know just this one country, Northern Ireland. Uh, Some thirty eight percent of ten to seventeen year olds participating in the scheme in Northern Ireland in two thousand and six reoffended within a year, compared to seventy one percent of those given custodial terms. So it's seventy one versus what? Thirty eight. Wow. So it's that's almost, significant. Yeah, almost double. Uh, the percentage of those reoffending where restorative justice was used instead of prosecution was 28. So the percentage of those reoffending in this system, this new system of restitution, they call it restorative justice, uh, instead of a prosecution was 28 percent. In a report, you know, it, and it
1: makes perfectly good sense to me because in in the regular system, you really don't confront, confront your victim. The victim isn't made whole, and it it it's really it it's it's a system that victimizes the victim again. It's true. And and it doesn't really do much for the perpetrator. Um, you know, the idea of a penitentiary is is probably, you know, in in the past maybe it was the idea was to give a person time to step away from their life and feel bad about what they did and that kind of thing. But I think that you, you know you'll get far more of that by confronting the person who was harmed.
0: More to the story here. Uh, According to uh, the report, the PRT said many victims were found to actually prefer the experience of participating in a restorative justice meeting as opposed to attending court. In Northern Ireland, the system has turned out to be better than prison in every way. It reduces recidivism, saves the public the expense of locking a kid up, which is huge, and victims actually like it better. There's now talk of expanding the system to England and Wales. We should we should be adopting this approach in America and expanding it to other kinds of crime as well. Our prison system is at a breaking point and revenge is overrated. And I think this is really encapsulates what we've talked about quite a bit on this this very program and as many liberty-minded thinkers have been putting out there for a long time, restitution makes sense. It makes the victims As whole as possible. And there's a scale, right? I mean, if a kid's outside of your house and they're cracking the baseball bat and a ball goes through your window, that's something you can be made completely whole on. If someone murders your little girl, well, you're never going to be made completely whole on that, but... At least with restitution, there's some sort of effort made in that direction as opposed to just putting somebody in a cage uh, who, you know, it may have been an accident. It may have been something that uh, that they're, they are sorry that they did. Not everybody is a vicious charles manson uh, no remorse kind of killer
1: you know? and, and it 's easier to dehumanize the perpetrator when you don't stand face to face with them and uh, and, and it 's easier for the perpetrator to forget the victims when they don't stand face to face and it, the system here in the United States doesn't care. Uh, doesn't act like it cares one whit no. about the victims, even though they, they try their very best and all that other stuff, but it just doesn't.
0: This is the system, this restorative justice, as they're calling it here – this is the true compassionate option. This is the one that gives the victim the ability to be made whole or as darn close as possible to being made whole, given whatever the circumstances are. And it's also the system that treats the, the offender with compassion as well. It treats them like a human being and understands that humans make mistakes and that humans should be given the opportunity to make good and should be given the opportunity to do right and this is the one where, like you were saying, Mark, if somebody's just sitting in a jail cell, that's where you're going to get even more angry at the world. You've got, you still, you have even less to lose when you get out of jail uh, at that point. And no wonder there are so so much recidivism. And it 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 takes
1: it it takes a much more callous and cold-hearted person to go out and commit the same crime after you've stood in front of somebody and said you're sorry, and uh, you know, in front of dozens of people and then had to do uh, work and labor to make that person whole and that's humbling interact yeah way. it it absolutely is when you stand there in front of the judge and and they give you whatever sentence you'd be like whatever i'm going to prison F-U-A i'm a tough hole. guy yeah. whatever uh, you know it doesn't it, it just it's it's a completely different dynamic
0: it just makes me wonder. What I would really like to hear about are some personal stories. I mean, we've got statistics here, 38 uh, percent, 10 to 17-year-olds reoffended within a year compared to 71 percent given uh, jail terms. I mean, the statistics are great, but I'd love to hear some uh, some personal stories about – and I can imagine what it might be like for some people where it, because it's a humbling experience to have to to hear about what the damage was that you caused and to actually go and spend your time and effort and maybe your money making your victim Poll again, maybe there are some great stories out there about the person who did the victimizing actually coming to a level of understanding with their victim and maybe even um, making up and I would love to hear about somebody becoming great friends with the person that the, that they that they ended up victimizing. I mean, I can imagine that of all the cases out there, something like that would be possible that 's something that can happen, I think in a restorative justice system where you get to connect with your victim on some level of, uh, you know, some human level, as opposed to being completely separated from them, going into a court, staying separated from them, and, and sitting in a jail cell uh, for however many days. I mean, having that human contact and knowing that what you, knowing how you harmed another person, I think, can make a difference. So, 800-259-9231. I'll see if I can dig up a little more info on this uh, this particular program. Also, take your calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231.
6: Notorious space pirate Phoebus
3: Crum had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crum is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of El Neil Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigheadPress.com
7: slash PK.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us and freetalklive.com. Features including our wiki. With over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, wiki wiki dot com. Head over there, get interactive. is completely free. It's wiki dot dot com. Now, if you're looking to hook yourself up with some gold and silver, you can do it over at gold dot dot com. Uh, you can grab the uh, the walking liberty half. It's a great coin for the beginner investor and those that want uh, some usable silver should a monetary collapse occur. It's widely accepted as one of the most beautiful ever made and served our grandparents well for more than 40 years. You can get them over at sil- uh, silver or gold. Either way, silver.freetalklive.com or gold.freetalklive.com takes you to the same place. You can also dial 877-857-9938. That's 877 877-857- 857 9938. By the way, the shipping on these is the same price for one coin as it is for 20 or it, dep- it
1: really it really depends. It depends on how big the coin is and um and that kind of thing. I I know I got 28 walking liberty halves for the same price that I would have if I'd just bought one. Yeah. So, um it's best to buy them in bulk. So, you know, numbers like 20 or 28 or whatever. You just find out what that that number is and and uh if you don't have enough money to 28 now. They have a layaway plan if you just call that uh, 800 number and uh, you can just lay it away until you know you pay weekly or bi-weekly whenever you get your paycheck until it's done and then they'll ship it off to you. and Then you do it again. It's a great little investment program.
0: It's gold.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist. Uh, are you in Texas still, Gene?
7: Nope. Back in
0: Tennessee. Back in Tennessee. All right. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Well, I wanted to talk about the underwear bomber.
6: Okay. And uh,
0: Go ahead.
7: Y- you Probably you're gonna not like it because I think it's a conspiracy, but then I'm a conspiracy kind of guy.
6: What do you mean? A I know conspiracy? how much
7: you love conspiracies, so uh, all right. I figured I'd sw- I'd run it by you.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've heard any conspiracies on this one yet. So go ahead. I have not on this well, show.
7: It it's pretty darn. If you read all of the news reports, and I read several of them, and it gets pretty fishy when uh, when you hear that some guy was videotaping the entire flight and he was apparently paying some attention to the to the guy who is the uh, underwear bomber. Mm-hmm. And it is conveniently timed in such a way that it's just about when they're trying to push this full-body scanner, you know, this uh, thing that strips you naked. Everybody probably has heard of this machine. And, uh, you know, it, it, it basically takes away all sense of privacy because when you walk into this scanner, this... Uh, Backscatter radiation scanner or whatever it's called, it basically takes a picture of you without your clothes on. You
1: yeah, it's it's, it's like on. a picture of you blue without uh, naked and blue.
7: Well, because they're releasing the uh, the images that are detoned, you know. But apparently, this machine is capable of full resolution images of your body or your naked.
1: If they uh, can make you blue, they can make you any color.
7: Yeah, well, yeah, they can make pictures, and you know, they're going to use it on your nine-year-old daughter and all this stuff, and people are going to accept this now because of this underwear bomber. Now, they say he was trained in Yemen. Okay, fine. Uh, They've been trying to get us involved in Yemen for a long time, so now uh, this guy just conveniently pops up. Um, The fact that he had this underwear bomb made out of supposedly PTFN, which is a very high-explosive device, and yet he was too incompetent. He was too big of a boob to get the thing to do anything but start a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it, none of it makes any sense at all. And why wait till the last half hour of the flight? Well, the only people that are benefited by this is, of course, the government. So you got to look at the old expressions "qui bono" or "who benefits." Certainly, the bombers not benefiting by this uh, this thing. Al Qaeda is not benefiting. The only people that are benefiting is the federal government and their big uh, you know, their big budget program.
1: The, bom- the bomber would have benefited if it would have gone off in the way that he wished to benefit, assuming that it was tr-
7: Actually, was true. if the bomb had gone off mid-flight, he wouldn't have benefited, because this is the best scenario possible for the bomb to, to misfire and, and cause uh, minimal damage. Because if he had ex- succeeded in blowing the flight up, over the ocean. The plane would have disappeared. There would have been no evidence of what happened, just like that other plane that uh, disappeared over the ocean a couple of months back. And that one may very well have been a bomb. We don't know. But there are so many ways to bring down an airliner without putting this backscatter uh, clothes stripping machine out there. Because uh, when I worked with the uh, the physics department at NTF uh, in in Nevada, there was a guy there. The physics professor told me that there are chemicals that you can mix together in a balloon and swallow into your stomach, and four hours later, boom, big explosion. Wow! Hmm. Oh. So there is absolutely no way you're going to stop somebody if they're truly des- if they're truly desiring to blow that plane up.
0: Absolutely, yeah. that's true.
7: First of all. Uh, A shoulder-fired missile would take down any airliner, either at landing or takeoff, and then it would be the plane would crash in a populated area and cause even more damage. Now, how hard would it be to get smuggle some Stinger missiles over the border through Mexico?
0: Wouldn't be hard. Not
7: not hard at all. It's it's a piece of cake. So all of this stuff is nothing more than than theater. And if somebody wants to take down an airliner, they're going to come down. Okay. So the only thing that benefits is to have a bungled attempt, and that way it scares everybody into accepting all these additional controls.
0: So are you suggesting that this guy? How how would you suggest? I mean, just conspiratorially make make something up for me here. Why would this guy go and bungle uh, things for the U.S. federal government? And benefit? burn his crotch off.
7: Well, you know, there's a number of possibilities, and. Uh, you know, I, I did hear Alex today, who proposed oh boy. that uh, this guy was, a, you know, could have been set up as a, a an idiot uh, dupe who's going along with a undercover operation, a training op, you know, where he's being told that he's going to be helping to uh, to um, to test the the responsiveness of the. Uh, uh, Field marshal or the fire marshals or whatever, the air marshals, and these kind of things. Well, and it's, it would, why, be easy why would Gene, some, why wouldn't
2: you just pick somebody who wanted to blow up a U.S. airliner and tell them, here's a bomb, go blow it up? I mean, there's plenty of those people out there, so. Well,
7: because they don't want it to be successful. You see. Well, like if they just sabotage said, if they the were device,
2: successful, then that wouldn't be If, an if they issue. were
7: successful and the plane landed, you know, crashed in the middle of the ocean, they wouldn't have the big uh, push that they have now. So it has to be an unsuccessful attempt, which means. That he had to be set up with a with a wow. defective device,
0: right? And That's set up with what a, Gene's saying. So yeah. you're saying that uh, that you believe that he was given a defective device, but he believed that he was going to do the the job for real. Uh, that his handlers essentially were working in, uh, in the favor of the government because they knew this would allow them to implement new security measures. You know, again, it comes back to my issue, my big issue with the conspiracy theories is that, well, does it does not really matter? I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do uh, yeah, regardless of matters. what the truth is, it, right?
7: It matters just because we need to know what they're doing, and, and they're trying to get people tricked into accepting this garbage
0: Well, they don't have to really trick everybody. They're just going to push it on. I mean, how would Americans reject it in the first place, even if they didn't believe the story?
7: Through rioting.
0: Yeah, well, that's going to happen sometime soon in this country. They could have not bothered with the, the bomb then. Thanks, Gene. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features there, by the way, include stuff like our archives. Trying to female listeners more. The archives, by the way, completely free, going back for an entire year. Right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com and go check out
1: internobs.com <clears throat> they've uh, been a sponsor of the show for quite some time i got my knobs uh and and accessories from com. and husbands you can save a lot of money by going there you can go check the big box stores get the find the ones that your your wife wants but don't buy until you go to com. there's a, a a coupon code for ftl you can save a, a, a quite a quite a percentage there it's a 11% And it's uh, internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S, internobs.com. All
0: right, so we continue here. Uh, You can dial in about anything. We just got off the phone with Gene, the Christian anarchist, and he was suggesting that uh, a conspiracy theory of what happened with this underwear bomber guy, he believes that... He may have been a government plant, well, an unwitting government plant, somebody who was uh, working for the government without knowing they were working uh, for the government, and that uh, he went and tried to set this bomb off, and the government people knew that it wasn't a bomb that was going to actually explode. They knew it was going to fail, and therefore it would give them the excuse to bring in the full-body scanners, which... Okay, yeah, they are pushing for the full-body scanners, but the rest of that is all speculation.
2: It could. I mean, I guess that could be what happened, but it seems more plausible to me that it was somebody who actually intended to blow up an airliner and simply failed at it. I mean, it's not that easy to make an explosive device, I wouldn't think, unless you actually knew what you were doing, especially if you're making a sophisticated one It's not just, you know... A piece of pipe with some fuse sticking out of it.
1: You know, you'd think that if you were going to be a suicide bomber, that you would really spend some time... Getting it right. Getting it right and getting the uh, the bomb correct so that you'd blow up... You know, it'd blow up properly, it'd blow up as many people as possible. It'd kill you because you certainly don't want to survive one of these things. Um, you, you would think that if you're... This is your death or dismemberment that we 're talking about here that you'd study for this this test, and you 'd get the the a hundred percent i mean this isn 't the test that you want to get seventy
0: percent on I mean, get it right if you 're going to do it how crazy so yes, they are looking at uh, bringing more of these full body scanners in to airports across the country. That much is true. Uh, but I agree with you, Nick, the the most likely story is probably what the case is. Well,
2: it? I mean, re- regardless of w- what happened, I think Gene's right that the government is using this to their advantage to push are. new surveillance measures and new civil liberties restrictions. I-, I-, I don't really care to speculate whether this guy was working for the government or not. It seems more likely to me it was just somebody who wanted to blow up a U.S. airliner. It seems like there are plenty of people out there who are mad at the U.S. government and they 're willing yeah. to lash out violently
0: it, it doesn 't um, even if it 's true what Gene is saying, and that he that uh, it was the government that uh, that put him up to it without him knowing it was the government well, doing it then it still doesn't make me love the government any less. I mean, (laughs) they're already bad guys, and we already know they have uh, evil intentions uh, as far as uh, controlling people is concerned. I mean, they believe they're doing the right thing.
2: I'm not going to refer to Gene specifically, but there are some people out there who would have you believe that everything bad that has happened, every mass shooting and act of terrorism that has happened to the United States or to U.S. nationals in the last 20 years – Every single one of them was a government setup. So apparently there are no real terrorists. <laughs> I mean, there's not even one that just—it just happened. It was just yeah. some low nutter. No, it's like no you can't what, have
1: a—you can't have a good old act of nature, a hurricane, without some of the conspiracy theorists coming are, out of the woodwork and saying there are theories about Katrina. Right. Like government right. right, right. It was Harp it was, in Alaska. It was Harp in Alaska. <laughs> they're, they're controlling the weather. The government can't do anything right except create a tropical storm that turns into a Cat 5 hurricane and wipes out a yeah. southern metropolis. Yeah. I mean, America's. they can do that right, but they can't do anything else effectively, efficiently, um, uh, you know, in comparison to the free market. It's, it just doesn't make sense to
0: me. Oh, I was watching uh, Rob Menard's, uh, some of his videos, he's still, the guy from thinkfree.ca, probably should get him on the show again, it's been a while since we've had him on, but he's got his uh, YouTube channel, and he put one up recently where he was talking about the balance between knowledge and, or information and your ability to process it, and he was talking about how a lot of the conspiracy people essentially have this, uh, they, they have a, a lot of ability to uh, to process but they don't have um, much knowledge, so they just kind of fill in all the gaps with, uh, you know, the their thinking. They just think up stuff, and they, you know, oh, well, I, I know this and this, so let me presume all of these other things. And that's kind of what's going on here. Okay, we know that the government is using this as an excuse to, uh, to increase their security apparatus, so therefore it must have been the government that uh, created the problem in the first place. And of course, but the people in the government say never let a good
1: uh, a good crisis. crisis go by. I mean, we've heard that there's going to be crises. There's going to be things that go on. Even if you could, even if there were no, uh, the government weren't doing any false flag operations, there'd still be opportunities for them to increase their their grip.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, so keep an eye out uh, the airports for more security measures. They're going to just drive more people away from the airline business. That much is uh, is for certain. Because I know I don't. I already don't want to be on uh, the uh, the airplanes in this country, and th- this these new changes, you can't even get up out of your seat in the last hour of a flight now, stuff like that, that's going to drive even more people out. And, of course, that may result in more airlines going out of business and more consolidation, which will result in poorer service, and, oh, boy, it's a bad time. Anyway, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Paul Craig Roberts, we haven't shared anything from him on the show in a long time, and they had a story over at LewRockwell.com that I think ties in here. Obama's dwindling band of true believers has taken heart that their man has finally delivered on one of his many promises, the closing of the Guantanamo prison. But the prison's not being closed. It's actually being moved to Illinois, if the Republicans permit. In truth, Obama has handed his supporters another defeat. Closing Guantanamo meant ceasing to hold people in violation of our legal principles of habeas corpus and due process and ceasing to torture them in violation of U.S. and international laws. All Obama would be doing would be moving 100 people against whom the U.S. government is unable to bring a case from the prison in Guantanamo to a prison in Thompson, Illinois. Are the residents of Thompson uh, despondent that the U.S. government has chosen their town as the site on which to continue its blatant violation of U.S. legal principles? Probably not. No, in fact, the residents are happy. It means jobs. The hapless prisoners had a better chance of obtaining a release from Guantanamo. Now the prisoners are up against two U.S. senators, U.S. representative, a mayor, and a state governor who have a vested interest in the prisoners' permanent detention in order to protect the new prison jobs in the hamlet devastated by unemployment. Neither the public nor the media have ever shown... Many of these, uh,
1: these sort of backwoodsy towns, that's their only... Source of revenue: the jail, the the prisons, the state prisons, is because they they tend to put state prisons in more depressed areas in the state, and that's what you know
0: they get the these these folks to work there, and and that's that's it for jobs. Yeah. Good luck taking the taking away these prisoners after the the union gets started up, right? The corrections officers union. Yeah. Of course, they have one. Neither the public nor the media have ever shown any interest in how the detainees came to be incarcerated. Most of the detainees were unprotected people who were captured by Afghan warlords and sold to the Americans as terrorists in order to collect a preferred bounty. It was enough for the public and the media that the defense secretary at the time, Donald Rumsfeld, simply declared the Guantanamo detainees to be the 780 most dangerous people on earth. The vast majority have been released after years of abuse. The 100 who are slated to be removed to Illinois have apparently been so badly abused that the U.S. government is afraid to release them because of the testimony the prisoners might give to human rights organizations and foreign media about their mistreatment. Now, the British allies are showing more moral conscience than Americans are able to muster. Former PM Tony Blair, who provided cover for Bush's illegal invasion of Iraq, is being damned for his crimes by U.K. officialdom, testifying before the Chilcot Inquiry. The London Times on December 14th summed up the case against Blair in a headline, Intoxicated by power, Blair tricked us into war. Two days after the British First Post declared, War crime case against Tony Blair now rock solid. In an unguarded moment, Blair let it slip that he favored a conspiracy for war regardless of the validity of the excuse, weapons of mass destruction, used to justify the invasion. The movement to bring Blair to trial as a war criminal is gathering steam. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. A question or the story here from Paul Craig Roberts. Have Americans traded freedom for security? You betcha. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airways by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with me. Yeah, and Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We can give them all away, similar to Nick and his website at freemindsmedia.com. Is it .com? Sure. That'll
2: work. Okay, great.
0: Uh, You guys have been working on getting your website back up and running. You had some major issues that you'd ran into there for a few weeks, but it's back, right? I mean, it's not up to 100%, but it is back.
2: It's back, and you can get the archives of the radio show and the TV show over there.
0: Freemindsmedia.com, you can get uh, Freeminds TV, Freeminds Radio free, and uh, you can subscribe to the
2: podcast. for the. uh,
0: You guys podcast the audio for the TV
2: uh, we thing. do we do that sure. as well. The the TV show is also um, a podcast on iTunes, so you can sign up and listen to it over there. It's great. Uh great more more liberty oriented content cranked
0: out weekly, and of course you can also listen to them over at the Liberty Radio Network at libertyradio network dot com. But uh,
2: you guys going to start blogging again soon? Hopefully, That'd that's the, that's the next piece of the website that needs to come back. All so. right, cool looking Quite forward to it but the, but the video and the audio is really what was important so to sure. do you know the TV show and the radio show are kind of our you know the main focus of our efforts over there so it'll be nice to get the blogs back up i don't have a a set time to give people on that but We'll work them back in. But for right now, you can get all the audio, all the video you want over there at freemindsmedia.com.
0: freemindsmedia.com as we continue with Paul Craig Roberts over at com, He is, uh, it's his story, have Americans traded freedom for security? Well, yeah, they've tr- made the trade, but what they don't well, realize is they haven't really gotten what they were expecting.
2: Well, I mean, you, you, we haven't become much more safe than no.
0: we would be. No, it's certainly not because of the, any of the government's efforts, as uh, we've Arguable been pointing
2: out, that we're less safe, and, and that's where I come down on it. Is that
0: because of the illusion?
2: Because of the illusion, and also because the war on terror, you know, was a lot of bad things were done to people around the world. We invaded two countries as a result, you know, as part of this war on terror, and I think it created a lot more ill will uh, that didn't exist prior to that towards the United Absolutely. States. So I, I think we're at greater risk of terrorist attacks uh, in the future because of actions the U.S. has taken abroad supposedly to combat terrorism. That is allegedly what motivated, you know, the recent attempted bombing was the U.S. backing air raids in Yemen. We haven't invaded Yemen, but we were meddling there and we were helping to coordinate air raids where... People were dying. People die,
0: and that angers people. And when you kill everybody's family, or you kill someone's family, they uh, don't really have anything else to lose. So why not right. go blow themselves
1: up? And they know that they can't do anything about their government getting their government destabilized um, in their country to get rid of those people until they get rid of the United States, who's backing them up with yeah, the well, money. the most powerful military in history, and the world reserve currency.
0: So, uh, Paul Craig Roberts continues talking about how it looks like they they may actually be bringing Tony Blair up on war crimes uh, charges over I'll believe the it UK. when I see it, but I don't think that it's going to uh, result in anything particularly
1: good. No. I mean, what's going to happen? What? Tell me what good is going to happen if Tony Blair goes to uh, prison for war crimes. Um, it's not going to bring anybody having, else back to life. No, and, and I don't think it's going to stop. It's not going to stop politicians from lying to get us into wars, I don't think, but, you know.
0: Nonetheless, uh, he points out that some of the news media is saying the first post, uh, Neil Clark reporting, there's widespread contempt for Blair, who's made millions his reward uh, from the Bush regime, while Iraqis die in their hundreds of thousands due to the havoc unleashed by the illegal invasion and who, with breathtaking arrogance, seems to regard himself as above the rules of international law. Clark notes that the West's practice of shipping Serbian and African leaders off to the war crimes tribunal while exempting itself is wearing thin. In the U.S., of course, there's no such attempt to hold account Bush, Cheney, Condi Rice, Rumsfeld, Wolfowitz, and the large number of war criminals that comprise the Bush regime. Indeed, Obama. What did Condi Rice do? She
1: didn't get us into the war, did she? She she took over for uh, um, uh, Colin Powell. I mean, she she may have made some uh, you know some apologetic statements uh, in the sense that she was explaining why we went to war, but I don't think that she, I, you know, she didn't get us there. She's just another
0: gang member. Anyway, indeed, Obama, whom Republicans love to hate, has gone out of his way to protect the Bush cohort from being held accountable. Here in great moral America, we only hold accountable celebrities and politicians for their sexual indiscretions. Tiger Woods is paying a bigger price for his girlfriends than Bush or Cheney will ever pay for the deaths and ruined lives of millions of people. The, and I think that's a pretty uh sad and accurate statement yeah it's I mean, true Tiger Woods got front page headlines for a what a week or two solid basically. I mean, basically's still a, it's a, still a big news story but it, it was a top news story for yeah. the longest time yet these politicians murder people on a regular basis and it's just oh that's well, just business as usual that's what they do and people expect it So uh, he points out that the consulting company Accenture PLC, which based its marketing program on Tiger Woods, has removed Woods from its website. Gillette announced the company's dropping Woods from its print and broadcast ads. AT&T says it is reevaluating the company's relationship with Woods. Apparently, Americans regard sexual infidelity as far more serious than invading countries on the basis of false charges and deception, invasions that have caused the deaths and displacement of millions of innocent people. Remember, the House impeached President Clinton not for his war crimes in Serbia, but for lying about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. And I think that's really kind of a statement of how warped Americans are as far as when you're growing up uh, as a young person in America, whoa, well, you can't see sex on television, yeah. kids. Sex,
2: bad, war, good. But yeah, yeah killing, people get killing okay.
0: brains blown out and bombs and all kinds of stuff. Well, that's all just fine. That's your average uh, evening program content.
1: Yeah, You know, Americans, I don't know why it is, but they, they really do get bent out of shape about seeing the people with the pockets and the people with the pokers doing things uh, with each other. And it just doesn't, I don't know, why is it? But they do. Oh, it,
0: pockets and pokers. It took me a moment to get that. You're slow. It's Okay. So Americans are more upset by Tiger Woods' sexual affairs than they are by Bush and, uh, Bush and Obama's administration's destruction of U.S. civil liberty. Americans don't seem to mind that their government for the last eight years has resorted to the detention practices of a thousand years ago, which is to simply grab a person and throw him into a dungeon forever without bringing charges and obtaining a conviction. That's what they're doing to the guys in Guantanamo. <laughs> and they don't care. They will defend it tooth and nail. They wear t-shirts about it. Club Gitmo. Right. According to polls, Americans support torture, a violation of both U.S. and international law, and Americans don't mind that the government violates the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and spies on them without obtaining warrants from a court. Apparently the brave citizens of the sole remaining superpower are so afraid of terrorists that they are content to give up liberty for safety, an impossible feat. With stunning insouciance, Americans have given up the rule of law that protected their liberty, the silence of law schools and bar associations indicates that the age of liberty is past. In short, the American people support tyranny, and that's where they're headed.
1: You know, um, there was a something happened in uh, the Roman Republic. You know, with Julius Caesar, the crossing of the Rubicon, whatever. Um, you know, different people will mark different different moments in in time, but you know, something happened that caused the Roman Republic to move towards an an emperordom. They lost their republic. Uh, you know, Not that it was the greatest government in the world, well, maybe in the world at that time, but you know, not that it was the, the greatest ever. But you know, one wonders what's going to happen here. Uh, there, there's going to be the fall of the American republic is nigh. I don't know how close it is, but it's going to happen. Well, Every when republic will you know?
0: Has, uh, how will you know? Couldn't you also say it has already fallen?
2: Yeah, I, I would make the argument that it's defunct. I mean, if you're talking about a constitutional republic, it doesn't operate that way. Doesn't it
1: operate under its constitution any longer. No.
2: So I I would make the argument that it is defunct and it has been for about a hundred years. You can always make your argument about where you know where you draw that line when that happened. Some people go back even further than that and they go back all the way to the Civil War. Yeah. But I would make most most people would agree. You know. Most people who agree that it is, in fact, a fallen republic at this point would agree by about 1913 somewhere around there
0: the irs and the federal yeah, reserve the irs
2: and the federal reserve i would say that if you want to draw a line there that's fine they're
0: both good ones
2: yeah you know. that
0: one uh that that line in 1913 and the i think the civil war is a pretty good one too i mean if, if it was a republic you know this uh this concept of bringing the different the federalist kind of concept of bringing states together and uh, having independent states joining together into a union right. and then preventing them from leaving well that's kind the, of a big that, change that's,
2: that's kind of where the uh, a change occurred where the Government was no longer in insti- no the idea was no longer that the government existed to serve the people. It was rather that you know the people had to stick around and participate in, a- as citizens of the United States, whether they wanted to or thought it was in their best interest or not, because the United States was greater than the good of people in southern states i right. 'm not arguing that so
0: know, where we are now is just the uh, the inevitable consequences right. of that particular mindset that right. change. So I would I would say I agree with Nick. It's, there is no republic in this country. I I don't know that it ever existed. Um, Who you know, knows? Gardner yeah.
1: Gardner made a really great uh, argument for Shay's Rebellion and the Whiskey Rebellion the other
2: night. I don't know. Um, I, it was never perfect, that's for sure. But I I I think at some point along uh, along the way it just stopped functioning the way it was ever intended to. Not functioning anywhere close to that. The toll free number is 800-259-9231
0: Hour 3 is coming up. Enough time for your calls about whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live 800-259-9231
6: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you, as always, can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. Yeah, Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls, we go to Dave, listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave.
8: Howdy. What's hey, on your I mind? Think- I think uh, America's dogma is getting run over by its karma, man. <laughs> Americans, uh, The Americans have been hardening their heart towards freedom, and I think freedom's going to split.
0: Well, the problem is Americans want freedom for themselves. Some of them do, but they don't care about anybody else.
8: But you've got to pay for that freedom with a good lawyer. Well, and then, and that's it's good that it's going to fail, like uh, Mark was talking about Rome, you know. Yeah, it can't it happen soon enough. It's a good thing that Rome fell because freedom is taken, it's never given. And if you're sitting around waiting for the government to give you freedom, forget about it. The only way you're going to get it is if you take it. And when it's fallen, it's easier to take the freedom because. Uh, yeah. You could Dave,
0: I think that's kind of a cliche. I think that some, while it's true that you have to claim your freedom, I think that's what you're saying. I think at the same time, you also have to give freedom in order to get freedom. And that's what Americans are not willing to do. They're not willing to leave everybody else alone around well, the rest of the courage.
8: world. they take courage. They're not willing to take courage. That's what you're talking about. Because you have to be uh, brave to take freedom. Like Like what's going on with this terrorist stuff, you know, like this... It's like the fake terrorism thing, and then within six hours, they got all kinds of laws just waiting for what that guy did. All of a sudden, you can't get up in an hour. You can't have nothing on your lap. You know, it's. I think they're using it as a big shakedown. And and why do they uh, search pregnant women? You know why? Because people were smuggling stuff, being, faking being a pregnant woman. They, the old people are on a fixed income and so they used them as mules and stuff. It's true. And that's why they had, they got a, their terrorism is being used as a cattle prod, like a, uh, it's a tactic so that they could do whatever the heck they want with these executive orders and everything. And, and look what the CIA is up to all the time, man, you know, the, and all backed by, by the illegal drugs, money and stuff, you know, that. These CIA dudes, man, once you find out what they've been doing, they they go around taking over countries, pushing countries around, and then we wonder why everybody's mad at us because (laughs) it's American weapons shooting down helicopters and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I don't wonder, but I guess some Americans uh, wonder. We I were didn't... attacked on 9/11. Do they wonder about it? I
1: mean, do, absolutely, do. They, do. Do they, they, they have no wonder? idea. They they think that 9/11 was the beginning of something. Right,
0: that it just came out of nowhere. Like, oh my Nine God, 11, oh, where did that come man, from? If
8: you you really believe that just 19 Arabs just brought them them, them things down, well, that's because
0: they didn't like Britney Spears, right? That's the uh, the official <laughs> story. They don't like Pop, uh, Pepsi and McDonald's, and that's why they uh, they blew up the <laughs> the, the Twin at, Towers. The,
8: the, the whole Muslim thing is being used for a cover. Sure. It it it's the whole the whole thing is is a is it's a it's a masterpiece of a of a setup and everything. But you can see right through it, if you're a true freedom loving person All you have to do is put, put a little brain, brain right time into it.
0: Sure, sure.
8: Dave, any and other thoughts for tonight? Everything is a conspiracy, you know, because if you get two people together to think up of something and then they act upon it, that's, they're conspiring, conspiring. Conspiring? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Something we like know that. what you're saying, Dave. Thank it.
0: you, as always, for the call. Always appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. But he's right uh, that if if Americans or anybody were to just simply look at the situation that we're in here and just think about it for a little bit... They'd figure it out. Same thing with the war on drugs that we were talking about in the beginning of the program. If people to just actually think about the war on drugs, then uh, they would start to come to conclusions. It would hopefully lead them to understanding that the whole thing is a sham and that it's, you know, it's doomed to failure from the start. You can't stop this. You can't stop people from, uh, from buying and selling drugs, no matter how much you, uh, you prohibit it, no matter how draconian the penalties uh, become. No matter how many enforcers you hire, it can't be stopped. In the same way, you can't stop people from coming across the border. Uh no matter how many Border Patrol members there are, no matter how many fences bill, you build, no matter how many cameras you put up. And if you're going to keep blowing people up around the world, there's no way you're going to be able to stop the inevitable blowback that's going to come out of that.
1: You know, and, uh, Certainly there's the the, the the first level of violence, which is blowing people up. But there's the second level, which is just a threat. Um, and, and that's what happened on 9-11 is these Saudi Arabians, they wanted their uh, Sharia law or whatever more thoroughly implemented or their version of it or whatever. Whatever implemented in Saudi Arabia, and uh, you know Osama bin Laden, who is part of the royal family over there in Saudi Arabia, he wants to be king. His brother Hassan was the crown prince. He wanted to be, um, you know, he was obviously going to be in charge. So Osama bin Laden wanted that power, and he got a few people behind him, who, you know, to sort of, you know, fight his little holy war. But he knew that he had to get the Americans, which is the true military might, behind the the the, the king there. The you know, the republic that's supporting a king, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard of, they had to get them out of the country in order to be able to fight this holy war in the first place. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's clear and obvious if you choose to look at it, but, uh, yeah. you know, Americans would love, you know, they just love to say, well, they're trying they to hate our freedom. They, they're a bunch of crazy, heads. they're a bunch of crazy religious nuts. Their religion is a religion of Satan. You know, they don't want to yeah. look at you know, the fact that these some of these people might actually be just like them and theirs.
0: Right. Well, it's a lot easier to just hate. It's it's easier to, to dehumanize. That's how wars are fought. Right. You, you, if you just hate somebody, you don't have to think about it. You well, can just,
2: you just want Yeah, I mean, you don't want to think about the people that you're killing as people. That causes, right, that causes problems. Right. They're monsters. Yeah. Whether they're, they're subhumans, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, whether it's the color of their skin or the god that they worship or don't yep. worship, as it was with the communists, or their political ideology. I mean, you can find some way to dehumanize people. Right. And it's 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 an active, you have
1: to choose not to dehumanize people. It would be very easy for me to sit here and, in my mind, dehumanize the people that want to, that support the wars that we're currently fighting in Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, wherever um, we've got troops in the 131 nations, those people, it'd be easy for me to dehumanize those people mindless Myrmidons that do whatever the government tells them to do, that mindlessly worship the flag, that don't think about anything, and they're raising other mindless Myrmidons. But it you don't would want to easy. kill them. Right. It would be easy to do that. I choose not to because, in fact, I was one once. And it was easy, yeah. uh, it was easy for me to think that way. And, uh, you know, you've got to step back. You've got to use critical thinking skills. And you've got to question these men in power that are, you know, choosing to send off American citizens to fight and die, uh, to 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 uh, extract the taxes to fight these wars by, you know, threats and violence and putting people in jail, people that don't necessarily support them. That's wrong. That's not freedom,
0: yeah. and and it's it's it is easy to call names, and it is easy to think of them as uh, mindless myrmidons. That that basically means followers, unquestioning followers, right? Yeah. Uh, but mercenary, it, uh, yeah. you know, mercenary automaton somewhere in there. It, it is easy to do that, and it's much more difficult to actually remember that these are human beings. Despite how inhumane they may be acting toward other human beings, they're doing it because of ignorance. They're doing it because they uh, are, you know, they're being willfully ignorant. They could take the time to think about these things. They aren't necessarily stupid. It's just that they aren't thinking. And they're, uh, they're not engaging in compassion. They're engaging in anger and vitriol. And uh, revenge and hatred and the, so it's easy. For, it would be easy for us to call them names, but we have to remember that there there is the potential for them to wake up. There is the potential for them to realize that what they've done and what they've been supporting has been
2: wrong. Well, I I think that there are people out there who are also they are informed. I mean they are aware of what's going on, and that doesn't mean that they don't support killing people in other parts of the world. There are people who don't necessarily do it because they think. They hate our freedoms. There are some people who just don't really mind the idea of killing other people all that much. To be quite frank, I mean, not everybody, most people out there don't like the idea of hurting other people or initiating force against other people. But there are quite a few people out there who really don't care about the value of human life. They Those really are
0: sociopaths. Psychopaths. 800 259 And they'd
2: care if it was their family.
0: Yeah, they would all of a sudden. And that's uh, what hopefully some of them will come to realize someday. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us and freetalklive.com. And those features include our chat room. It is open now and all the time. Best time, of course, to find people is during the show, during the live hours at chat.freetalklive.com. That is chat.freeTalkLive.com, and if you're of uh, sort of the
1: college age, uh, go to LibertarianInternships.com. They have internships there in journalism, production, state policy networks across the nation. Uh, these internships aren't all in D.C. Some of them are in New York. Some they're they're all really all over the country. Um, they have uh, rolling deadlines uh, from January the 31st to uh, you know February the 15th in in there for the the uh, I believe that's the summer. Um, enrollment for these uh, internships and you know the job market kind of tough these days these internships pay and they give you housing allowances they give you uh you know courses to sort of bring you up to speed and they're intended for liberty loving people to be- get involved in journalism production and policy networks go to libertarian and uh sign up there you have to sort of sign up and then they give you you know that they work with you to find out what's going to work best with you for you. So, uh, libertarian internships 800
0: 259 9231. Kind of a neat sciencey story. We uh, don't do these too often, but this one came across the email box from Rome, where in a ob- robotic hand, uh, this is Express News, by the way, robotic hand has been successfully connected to an amputee, allowing him to feel sensations in the artificial limb Gosh. and control it with his thoughts. Yeah, this sounds like something that should be published a hundred years from now, I mean, this seems so advanced, it's amazing. Uh, A group of European scientists said recently the experiment lasted a month, and scientists say it was the first time a patient has been able to make complex movements using his mind to control a biomechanical hand connected to his nervous system. You know, this this does remind me, though, of a story that we shared a while back about how they hooked up a mouse to some kind of... uh, Neurologically or whatever, hooked a mouse up to a video game system, and the mouse was controlling the uh, the little airplane simulation basically. And it was very, I think it was very rudimentary. And I'm not saying the mouse knew how to do anything as far as controlling that uh, was concerned. But I'm sure it learned. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the Italian led team said at a news conference in Rome that it last year implanted electrodes into the arm of a patient who'd lost his left hand and forearm in a car accident. The prosthetic was not implanted on the patient; only connected through the electrodes. During the news conference,
1: video. So kind like the, the, the what is it, thing or it from uh, Adam's family? The little hand, the disembodied hand that ran around. Yeah, sort of. One of those uh, things. Though I don't Cousin, think it was. not it? it was so
0: it's thing. It, it, it was, oh. That was thing. Yeah. Uh, during the news conference, video was shown of 26-year-old Pier Paolo Petruzello as he con- uh, concentrated to give orders to the hand placed next to him. He said, it's a matter of mind, of concentration. When you think of it as your hand and forearm, it all becomes easier. During the month he had the electrodes connected, he learned to wiggle the robotic fingers independently, make a fist, grab objects, and make other movements. Some of the gestures can't be disclosed because they were quite vulgar, joked one of the neurologists who led the team working at Rome's Campus Biomedico, a university and hospital that specializes in health sciences. The Two million million euro project funded by the European Union took five years to complete and produced several scientific papers that have been published or are being submitted to top journals, including whatever. Experts not involved in the study told the Associated Press the experiment was an important step forward in creating an interface between the nervous system and prosthetic limbs. But the challenge now is ensuring such a system can remain in the patient for years and not just a month. According to a professor at Case Western Reserve University, It's an important advancement on the work that was done in the mid-2000s. The important piece that remains is how long beyond a month we can actually keep the electrodes in. After the man recovered from the microsurgery he underwent to implant the electrodes in his arm, it only took him a few days to master use of the robotic hand. Uh, According to the uh, studies, or according to one of the the people involved, by the time the experiment was over, the hand obeyed the commands it received from the uh, the man's brain in 95% of the cases. That's... Pretty darn good after just a a month's time. Petru Petruzzello, as an Italian who lives in Brazil, said the feedback he got from the hand was amazingly accurate. He says it felt almost the same as a real hand. They stimulated me a lot. Even
1: It's, it's amazing that, it, you know, it's one thing you can sort of imagine him moving the fingers and 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 that kind of thing. But the feeling through that, that's just that far me, out. Yeah, that's far out.
0: Uh, they stimulated me a lot, even with needles. You can't imagine what they did to me, he joked with reporters. While the life hand experiment lasted only a month, it was the longest time electrodes had remained connected to a human nervous system in such an experiment, according to one of the engineers. Similar shorter-term experiments in 2004 and 05 had hooked up amputees to a less advanced robotic arm, and patients were only able to make basic movements, he said. Experts around the world have developed other thought-controlled prostheses. One approach used in the United States involves surgery to graft shoulder nerves onto pectoral muscles and then le- uh, learning to use those muscles to control a bionic arm. While that approach is necessary and when the whole arm has been lo- uh, while that approach is necessary when the whole arm's been lost, if a stump survives, doctors could opt for the less invasive method proposed by the Italians, connecting the prosthesis to the same system the brain uses to send and receive signals. The approach we followed is natural, said one of the studiers. The patient didn't have to uh, to learn to use muscles that do a different job to move a prosthesis. He just had to concentrate and send to the robotic hand the same messages that he used to send to his own hand. It will take at least two or three years before scientists try to replicate the experiment with more long-term prostheses, according to the experts. First, they need to study if the hair-thin electrodes can be kept in longer. Results from the experiment are encouraging, as the electrodes removed from the man showed no damage and could very well stay in longer, according to the expert at a German research institute that developed them. More must also be done to miniaturize the technology on the arm and the bulky machines that translate neural and digital signals between the robot and the patient. Key steps forward are already being made while working with the uh, uh, the guy that was experimented on the Italian scientist. We're also collaborating on a parallel project called Smart hand, which has developed a robotic arm that can be de- uh, directly implanted on the patient. Now imagine how much uh, quicker this kind of technology could be advancing if we actually had a free marketplace in uh, in healthcare. A lot yeah. more quickly. Yeah, it, it'd be a lot faster. I mean, it's pretty amazing what's happening right now because well, people still have the drive to help folks, and that's worth something.
1: It's amazing that uh, there's so much, uh, you know, there's there there's uh, so much government intervention in medicine, and government tends to stifle innovation that we're having this at all. Yes, and I'm, you know, I, in Europe, I, right, right, it's great. It's it sounds wonderful. I just. If if you did have a free market in well a more a much more free market you you're liable to see people doing this kind of electrode thing with cars I mean why steer when you could just sort of think it or whatever who knows yeah who knows how these applications like could go <laughs> I mean you know whether it was uh, uh you know wh- whether it was using the the computer imagine how much more quickly you could type if you just you know thought the words you yeah just thought of it and in, on in, into reality so
0: it's all coming you know it's it, yeah, it sure definitely is. it's it's on the way uh, but. How much sooner would it be here? Would it already be here? Would this? How much more advanced would this technology be? 2010 really would be 2010, and
1: uh, 2001 really would have been 2001 yeah. if it hadn't have been for the government standing in the way of
0: innovation. It's so true. It's so true. And if you doubt that, if you doubt that, all you have to do is look at the real-life examples of how government has just slowed things down. I, my one of my favorite stories is the cell phone. Uh, AT&T originally. Proposed that a long time ago, yeah, in the 40s and the 60s. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
3: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: is Free Talk Live, and you are encouraged to call in, bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features free. They include our Facebook profile. You can become a fan over at facebook.freetalklive.com. And the public school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether public education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails. At providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year. And there are no refunds. Oh, and it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. And by the way, the School Sucks uh, Podcast is produced here in New Hampshire, which is extra cool. Uh, so schoolschoolsocksproject dot com, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want, Jason in Nevada on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hey Mark, hey Ian, uh, Nick's here too. It's Kason actually.
0: Kason, I apologize like Kaysen, about that
9: with the Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's not our fault. It's it.
1: not our fault that your mama misspelled it, Kason.
9: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's different.
1: All it's right, good. man. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry.
9: Uh, you guys are talking about the artificial limbs. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, do you think Bigfoot might be a, um, prod, a product of artificial limb testing?
1: No, I think that there's a very good chance that there exists a North American primate or has at some point. I'm um, I, you know, I i, I, I I'm probably the only one in here
2: that's I going to say I believe in that. Bigfoot. There, there you really? go. Yeah, I, I believe that there is a, a real chance that there... Is or was a, a large ape in North America.
0: I think there's a possibility of such a thing, but if, uh, as far as the so so called evidence, we lost Cason. Kaysen. Cason's welcome to call back if he wants. But uh, the photographic but evidence and all most that. Most of the
2: evidence hoax. that you'll see presented is pretty shoddy. Yeah. There are a couple of cases, the way they've been presented, that to make me wonder. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's rock solid. There's a very good chance it. It doesn't Bigfoot exist doesn't at all. Exist, does, yeah, I mean, it could just be mass hysteria. Very well it could be. Personally, if I have to make a judgment call, I say, I think there's something out there. But, the skeptics can say whatever they want.
1: Sure. I, for one, I think it's fun. And it, it you has guys no, should start a Bigfoot show. has no ramifications. <laughs> why? You can't talk that much about it. Um, <laughs> oh, and, yes, you can. Okay, well, there's oh, yes, somebody <laughs> else out there could talk much more about it than I could. Yeah. But um, I, I, every day that goes, every year that goes by and there isn't some kind of real evidence for... Bigfoot makes it less likely that it, in fact, exists. I mean, you know, there's there's just more and more people with more and more cameras, and, you know, the, the evidence, there, there should be some good evidence out there, and it's just not happening.
0: Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Story out of uh, San Francisco Police Department there. Officers have added a controversial tactic. This according to the San Francisco Bay Guardian Online Controversial tactic to their aggressive raids on house parties. Now they're seizing laptop computers from DJs at the events. Did you know that house parties were illegal in San Francisco? Uh, While San Francisco PD officials deny the laptop seizures is a new policy, they admit it's been condoned by the police chief, George Gascon, who took over in August and last month told The Guardian's editorial board that he wants to make the PD more transparent and accountable to the public. Police chief is aware that officers are being proactive in gathering evidence, said Sergeant (laughs) Lynn Tomoka.
1: Yeah, that's what I want. Proactive officers gathering evidence, because that doesn't mean anything good for the Constitution.
0: Told that to The Guardian when asked about a string of laptop seizures by undercover cops over the last 10 months, most of them in cases in which the DJs weren't even charged with a crime. Just because you're there and you had a laptop, they got it uh, taken from them. Many of the raids have occurred in SOMA and were spearheaded by undercover officers who penetrated the parties and were followed by uniformed officers. San Francisco Entertainment Commission member Terrence Allen called the crackdown a disappointing and dangerous trend. Uh, one of the officers said it's a judgment call for officers to seize laptops as evidence of an illegal party. But Allen said the tactic is punitive is a punitive measure that proves nothing. I thought San Francisco was, uh, you know... Uh, A place where open-minded people lived. Apparently you have to have permission to have parties in San Francisco. Taking laptops is not necessary to prove the underlying crime and in many cases damages people's ability to earn a living. One of the most recent raids happened on Halloween. It was about 2.30 in the morning and music was pumping out of a warehouse party on 6th Street. The people throwing the party had hired a doorman and attendee Eric Dunn was standing in line waiting to get in. Dunn told the Guardian that we were right at the front of the line, he said, when two plainclothes officers drove up on the sidewalk, jumped out of an unmarked car, and rushed up to the doorman. The officers pretty much started demanding entry right away. The doorman was really polite. He basically told them that you have to know somebody to get into the party. Dunn said the officers waited until an exiting guest opened the door from the inside and then made their move. One guy barged in and the other guy followed. They never asked permission or received permission to enter the building. Inside, the two undercover officers immediately shut down the event. Justin Miller, a DJ at the event, said she remembers it very clearly. Girl named Justin. The cops at the point, uh, at that point were telling everybody to leave the party, telling me to turn the music off. I turned the music off, and everyone was quietly leaving. But Miller said it didn't stop there. One of the undercover officers approached her and asked if she had a laptop. She said she did. I was a little confused at this point. Don't answer their questions. Are you, you conducting an investigation, officer? Yeah. It's always best to – that's a great point, Mark. It's always best to hit them back with another question rather than actually answering theirs.
1: If you're not conduct—if they're not conducting an, uh, an investigation, then, well, they really can't take your laptop after having said that, right? Um, because – Am I free to go? Right. That's the next question. You're right. Don't even answer the, answer the question. Are you conducting an investigation? Nope. Oh, well, then am I free to go?
0: She said, I was a little confused at that point because I didn't know what my laptop had to do with anything. I was playing CDs. She said she pulled her computer out from underneath a table and unzipped it from a case. The officer then grabbed it from me. The undercover police officer, later identified by witnesses, and the evidence received as Larry Bertrand instructed Miller to follow him down... Uh, down to the street to get a property receipt for the laptop at this point there were uniformed officers on the scene as well and miller started to cry she said i begged him i said this is my livelihood you're you're taking my laptop this is my livelihood i hope you realize that this is how you're going to oh excuse me he said this is how you're going to learn then i guess miller said bertrand who did not return the guardian's calls for comment then told her that he was going to take it upon himself to shut down every illegal party in San Francisco. What a jerk. Because, you know, cops hate fun. Or at least some cops do. These cops do. Uh,
1: uh, 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 these cops do, and, and a lot of them do. They just, you know, they, they hate parties because... Did they not well,
0: get invited when they were in high school or college? I don't college? know
1: what the reasons are, but, uh, you know, the, they're, they're, basically they want people to go to businesses like bars and uh, where they... You know, they've they paid, paid up. Right, they paid for their licenses and all that other stuff. This is just a protection racket yeah. for people with occupational licenses. People that have paid the government. They're the biggest gang, and these people are their thugs, and they're certainly acting like it. She said he then... You know, my, <laughs> if, if my laptop was taken, it would be a real arduous situation for me. I have it all backed up and all that good stuff, but man, that would really, really stink.
0: She then said he opened the trunk of his car, revealing several other laptops. A person at the party pointed out that one of the laptops belonged to a friend of his and asked if he could get the property receipt for the laptop. Miller said Bertrand then turned to the inquiring person and said, you'll never see this laptop again.
1: It's (laughs) true. It doesn't matter whether you get a receipt for it or not. You'll never see that laptop again. It's crazy. They they have no intention of giving it back. This is how evidence is collected and uh, dispersed here in the United States.
0: They'll be lucky if they don't get a child porn charge out of nowhere just because they're feeling vindictive. Oh, yeah, we found some uh, child pornography on your laptop. What's all that about?
1: It could be a picture of an 80-year-old woman. They'll call it child porn. Who can say how old
0: somebody is in a picture? They could have put it there. Who knows? She continued. He looked at me and said, I'm going to make sure your paperwork gets so tied up that maybe you won't see this laptop till December, January, February. Who knows when? I felt so violated, she said. Miller's been working as a DJ in the Bay Area under the name DJ Just Incredible for more than 10 years. She says she's never had any of her equipment confiscated by the police before. But at that party, three DJs had their laptops confiscated, even though none were charged with the crime. Now, doesn't this just sound That's blatantly that. illegal to you, what they're doing here? There's more to the story, however. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And once again, the question is, what do you do about it? The cops are out stealing people's laptops from them. What do you do about it? Your ideas? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Nick joining us from the world of Free Minds Radio and Free Minds TV. You can get more of that at freemindsmedia.com. And coming up here, by the way, uh, we are in the final segment of the radio version of this show, but we have decided to extend the program into an Internet-only extended edition. So those of you uh, that are listening online, continue listening, because we're going to keep it going on our Internet streams, which if you're not listening to the Internet stream, you're welcome to do so at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, so more to come after the radio show ends tonight. 800-259-9231, we're telling you a story out of uh, San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Guardian Online, reporting that San Francisco police are just, they're literally stealing the laptops of disc jockeys at parties that are happening in warehouses and other places like that in San Francisco. Apparently these are parties that have not bothered to pay massa. Uh, They are underground, maybe perhaps raves or dance parties of some sort that are going on without their their mommy's permission slip from the government. And so the armed thugs are going in and intimidating their way and just barging their way into these places. The undercover cops in the first story we were telling you about, they... There was a bouncer who uh, was not allowing them in the front door, but they, I guess, went to a side door, and when someone came out, they busted into the party and then shut, uh, used their intimidation tactics uh, and their guns to shut it down. And in that process, they stole the laptop, several laptops from at least three DJs that were in at the party, even though they never charged any of the DJs with crimes. One of the cops was saying that it's actually just... Blatantly telling people, you're never going to see your laptop again. Even though they gave them a property receipt and all that. You know, uh, if if they really
1: wanted to catch cops doing this kind of stuff, they could just set up cameras and make it kind of like a bust.
0: They, You mean the, the party goers? Yeah. That'd be great. It's a good idea. More ca- more cameras, good thing. There's more to the story, however. Uh, the Let's see. DJ's in the police department. When's this story from, by the way? Recently, uh, November 25th. Okay.
1: Because uh, somebody's, um, you know, sent me an email saying that they think that the laptops have already been returned, and I get the impression they might have some personal experience.
0: Maybe, but this guy is certainly that doesn't that doesn't make it right what they're sure. doing. I mean, if they took
1: my laptop from me for a month, I, it would it would throw my business into a tailspin.
0: So, and this this is these folks' business is uh, being disc jockeys. Now, shortly after the Halloween incident, uh, Miller and the two other DJs who were at the party contacted the EFF, Electronic Frontier Foundation, a nonprofit advocacy group specializing in technology and privacy issues. Civil Liberties lawyer there, Jennifer Granick, said most people haven't heard about this because few of the DJs, if any, ever get convicted of a crime or even charged with one. She said the DJs in the police department know that sound equipment and laptops are unlawfully being seized, but the public and the courts haven't heard much about it because every time a DJ asks for a hearing, the cops just give them their property back rather than show up and defend the practice in open court before a judge. So maybe that's what the, your person who's contacted you is referring to there. Uh, Sean Evans has been, maybe the EFF stepped in and uh, the cops then gave him back. Stan Evans had been working as a DJ in San Francisco under the name DJ7 for more than 10 years. He said that over the summer, he had his laptop seized by the police during an after-hours party in Soma. He was given no property receipt, and his case was dismissed. But it took him three months to get his computer back. To lose our sole means of income, it's a huge setback. It puts us out of work. And in this recession, we're struggling, and we need our laptops to get by. He said that every, uh, excuse me, Evans grew up in the Bay Area, and he said he's never had anything like this happen to him before. Well, you know, if you're a DJ
1: in San Francisco, uh, you know, this apparently is the cost of doing business. So you do, you know, here's, here's the advice, right? Back up all your information on yeah. your computer with, a, you know, either an off-site uh, you know, backup service or one of those on-site uh, hard drive uh, backup deals. You can get them for relatively cheaply, 50 bucks will we'll handle that, and have a backup uh, a laptop.
0: Now, the EFF lawyer argues that it's illegal for the police to seize property without issuing citations or arrests. She said there are some serious privacy issues at stake as well. If we were to find out the police were doing something else with the laptops, like searching through them or copying the data, we would definitely go to court. She said, but how do you find that out? How how would you come? How would you figure out if the police have copied all your you can't you can't know if they copied your hard drive while they had that? So you just have to get the cops to admit it, which they're certainly not going to do. And as she points out, it's definitely illegal what the police are doing. It's stealing. Uh, but that doesn't matter unless you happen to have the EFF on who's your gonna side. Who's
1: going to charge them? Well, right. Who's going to um, hold them accountable in a court of law? Nobody.
0: nobody. Who's going to yeah.
1: send them to jail? Who's going to keep them in jail? Nobody.
0: You'll just get your laptop back
1: if you're lucky. And months later. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to compensate you for the, the loss of the revenue from your business? Nobody. Nobody. You cannot, you know, this this gang knows that it can't be fought against. That's right. That's why they're doing this. That's why they're breaking their own laws. That's why they send out people called law enforcement officers who break the the laws themselves and nobody does anything about it. Because they and can they, And then the same oldsters out there will say, this is a nation of laws. No, it's not.
0: It's a nation of them versus us. They get to do whatever it is that they want to do. They'll put their hands in their hearts and they'll say,
1: thank God for these heroes that are letting." in their lives yeah. down for us no Monsense. they're breaking their own laws the only laws they enforce are the ones that are convenient to them at the time
0: absolutely right uh, what
1: law enforcement officer has ever enforced a law at his own sacrifice I, I guess that's not fair because some of them will throw themselves in front of bullets and that kind of thing because some of them you know they they, they, they you know not that, this that's guy, why though. they got into the business i not don't know. this one
0: not this guy that's going around stealing DJ's laptops. He's not one that's likely to throw himself in front of a bullet. I think the same
1: guy that would... That's, uh, a,
0: ca- that's a cowardly act.
1: I, I agree, but I think that the same guy that um, would go around and, and, and do what his boss told him to do and break the law would, in fact, throw himself um, uh, under the bus. It's nah. not this guy, necessarily, but that same guy could throw himself in front of a bullet he'd in be order late to, to the save party. somebody.
0: He'd, he'd be late to the, the, to the scene. He'd uh, drive around him. the block a few extra times just to make sure that uh, he didn't get put himself in danger. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, what do you do? I mean, yeah, it's clearly illegal what the police are doing here. But unless you happen to be independently wealthy enough to where you can hire a lawyer to sum hire some lawyer that's willing to be hired to go after the police department. That on its own can be difficult to find, to find a lawyer that's willing to go against the police because in many cases they're afraid of the police. They're afraid that the police will target them or their family for something if they go after them. So finding a lawyer who's willing to go up against the police and then being able to pay for that lawyer is a whole other thing. Luckily, the EFF is, has been stepping in to help these, these folks, but best case scenario is they get their laptops back. SFPD Sergeant Wilfred Williams said he couldn't say what was currently being done with the laptops. In general, he said private uh, events that emit extraordinary amounts of sound need permits. And if they don't have the proper permits, he said, property can be seized as evidence, be it the speakers, be it the laptops, be it a mixer, he said. Now, both of the officers say the seizures aren't a new policy. They say if you look back in time, laptops haven't been used for music there, they used to be old. There, they, there used to be old types of equipment that was taken in the past. But now laptops are being used. So yes, today laptops are being seized. So nothing's different here, folks. You know, we would have taken a turntable back in the day. Now we're taking a laptop. Even though the DJ claimed that she was playing CDs and not playing MP3s from her laptop, that didn't matter. It was there. It's valuable. So they took it. I mean, that's why they're taking them. Well, it's punishment. Yeah that 's the intent they don 't want to take these cases
1: to court because they know they can 't win, but they, they, they do want to enact punishment it 's a police officer acting like a judge, jury, and executioner and that 's the very reason that that 's the very thing that we were trying to avoid in the first place, but you can 't do it when you give these guys the kind of power
0: that they have so again, you get back to the question of what do you do about this whether it 's this issue or whether it 's the uh, you know the body scanners at the airports. The issue is you have to get people to back each other up. If it's the if it's DJs getting their laptops stolen from them, and it's only the DJs that can help the DJs out, you know, what are the party goers doing? Are the party goers doing anything to help these folks? Are they gathering together on a website somewhere and uh, and assisting one another?
2: Probably Maybe they are. not. I, I imagine as soon as the police show up, most of the party goers are trying to get out of the way yes. so they
0: don't get busted for something. Right. So
2: if you don't stand together,
0: right? then you've got a big You'll problem. hang separately. Yeah, you got a big problem. And that's what's happening here in New Hampshire, is people are willing to stand together. Tomorrow, uh, one of the activists is going to court, the the same guy that was just in jail for a, a few, uh, number of weeks, Kurt Hoffman, uh, because of his uh, courtroom antics before, the judge uh, hit him with several contempt of court charges, or actually, I think it was just one, but 180 days was what he was sentenced for over it. He's actually going to be going to the trial that he was originally sentenced to the contempt of court in. That trial never actually occurred because he was hit with contempt of court before it ever started. So that trial's happening tomorrow. Activists are going to be coming out and standing behind him. Well, actually, in this case, they'll be sitting behind him because we don't stand for judges. So uh, we'll let you know how that goes uh, tomorrow here. We actually, I think, uh, I believe we have uh, Kason on the line here. We're going to bring Kason on in our extended edition of the show, which we're going to continue here in moments on Internet only. You can tune in at listen.freetalklive.com. I know you got to run, Nick. Thanks for uh, sitting in tonight, as always. Fine, as always. And uh, Mark and I will continue here in mere moments. Radio listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. We'll see you then, and online listeners, stick around. More Free Talk Live Internet-only edition is coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live, extended Internet ed- uh, Internet-only Internet edition of the program. And the call-in lines are back we fixed them. 603-435-1105 is the number for you to uh, get interactive with us here. And as usual, we'll take your calls about anything. It's Internet only, meaning there's no FCC. So we are no longer restricted in any way, shape, or form. Let's go to Kaysen, uh calling from Nevada. Kacen, you're, you're back on Free Talk Live.
9: Yep, still here.
0: Hey, and you're on the amp line. What's up?
9: Oh, right on. Um... Yeah, I just wanted to carry on with my big, big conversation. All so, right,
0: um, go ahead. <laughs>
9: um, since, Mark, you think there is um, – you think there, it's possible that there could be A North American primate,
1: right? Well, I'm certain that there is a North American primate, and because I'm here. Oh, you're certain that there? Oh,
9: yeah. Well,
1: yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) But you know, I I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, I I think that the idea of Bigfoot is fun, and I I certainly, you know, there's primates on every other continent besides, uh, you know, Antarctica, um, and. I guess there isn't one in South America either. But you know, there's there's primates all over. Why couldn't there be one here? But I, you know, admittedly, every year that goes by where there isn't irrefutable evidence, uh, it, it it seems less and less likely.
5: Uh,
9: have you ever wanted to go on a um, safari, a Bigfoot hunt, if you will? <laughs>
1: No, I you know out there where there's You um, live where, in the woods, Mark. You could yeah, go. I, I have a bed though. You know, it's a, I have a cabin in that woods and yeah. and we have heat and a bed. Um I mm, I don't like doing anything that uh you know removes me from the possibility of sleeping on a bed or being warm.
0: No, but you could trek through your woods. Like it, you wouldn't want to do it during the wintertime because they're hibernating in a cave somewhere, I would think. But you could during the summer. Uh, you could walk around your 11 acres and look for tracks. I to. uh I
1: I would probably uh, confuse those with hunters or something.
0: You could Oh, okay, I see. Well, wouldn't the hunters have shoe tracks, whereas the Bigfoot would have feet yeah. tracks?
9: Yeah, Bigfoot, he doesn't
0: wear shoes.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, you know, I I walk up my property. I haven't seen any Bigfoots there.
0: You, walking up the driveway doesn't count.
1: I'm t- I, I go back in the woods. Okay, I've you know portions of the woods. But you actually, the
9: big, They might actually have some sort of shoes. Like it, like I was saying earlier, if it's a uh, if the foot was made in a lab somewhere, maybe it doesn't look like a footprint. Maybe it looks like shoe tread on the bottom.
0: There you go. Got anything else for us, Cason? <laughs> no, He's that's it, man. It. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 603-435-1105. Actually, we've got uh, the, the phone lines now are set up. We had a big crash. The uh, the contest slash extra internet-only show line, 603-435-1105, was down for a couple of weeks when uh, a power supply went bad in one of my one of my servers. And so I hooked it up. Uh, hooked up all new new hardware, upgraded the hardware, and so the uh, the 6034351105 number actually now has the ability to be four lines all at once. So we 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 now mark with our two amp lines that we have in the studio. The amplifiers know that number. Those are that's always open. So whenever we're doing the show, you can use the amp numbers. But uh, so we've got two amp lines and four other lines. So we actually have maxed out our phone system here in the studio. We could technically have six calls on hold here uh, on this extended amp I see a bunch only. There's two now. Uh, we could have six calls on hold on this amp only edition.
1: You know, I've already been corrected by, uh, you know, some people here on, on IM. I have a, a little crew of people that, that do research and stuff for me. Yeah, yeah the re- um, that in fact I'm referring to great apes, not primates. Um, a, a great ape is something that has no tail and, you know, there's okay. only a few of them, so.
0: So, anyway, it's talking about our phone system, which I find much more interesting than, <laughs> than bigfoot you know there's no really
1: anywhere to go with it. I just believe it's possible, and like that that's it.
0: So anyway, having uh, thank you to Michael Hampton over at HomelandStupidity.us. He is the man uh, when it comes to getting voice over IP stuff done for you. I don't know if he's offering himself for hire, but he's the guy that's behind Porcupine 411, this wonderful system we talk about so much on this program where activists can call a phone number and leave a message and have that message distributed out via email to all kinds of uh, smartphones and email boxes and things like that. Hundreds of people getting these uh, messages. He's the guy that put that together. Uh, He set up our uh, PBX system here in the studio And he's really sharp, and so thank you, Michael Hampton, homelandstupidity.us, his website, for helping us out here. So now we have full capability to have up to six calls all on hold, all at the same time. No capability to screen any of them, so we're going to keep going unscreened here. 603-435-1105, extended edition of the show. Who is this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, who's this?
10: Uh, This is Roy from New York.
0: Roy, how's it sound? Everything sound all right?
10: Everything sounds good. All yeah, right, great. Go How ahead. How do Let's, I sound?
0: Well, great. What's on your mind? You're kind of raspy. Well,
10: I want to let you know. I mean, I don't think Bigfoots are no joke, man. I think they're out there.
0: They could very and, well be.
10: Uh, there's actually a pretty cool webpage. I don't know if Mark's found it yet or somebody's referred to it. It's for the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. That's B F R O dot net. And they got a map of the U.S. and you could click on your state, and they have a color-coded map by county of how many sightings have been there. Sweet. And then it links to accounts of the different sightings and stuff.
1: You'd think that one of these people would be able to pick up some Bigfoot poo and uh, drag it back to a you know, yeah. lab somewhere to you know get DNA tested or something. You'd think that would be the easiest way, um, some kind of some kind of gosh darned evidence, uh, even if you don't have a camera. But I, I don't know that I f- follow that thing too close either.
9: Yeah,
10: I, I go on that site from time to time because, like you said, it's fun. And uh, they actually they they work with a lot of scientists and this and that, and they'll show you the proper procedure. Like if you think you find a hair sample, they tell you how to get it, how to take a plaster cast of a footprint, who to send it to, and all that stuff. It's pretty wild. Cool. They're giving out these um, hot shit game cameras for, uh, for forest rangers, you know, like if uh-huh. you're a forest ranger and you think you have <laughs> Bigfoots. Then they say, "Call us, and we'll give you these cameras for free." But keep it on the down low. So
1: you but only them. the forest rangers, right?
10: Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they give them to the lumberjacks too. I don't know. But <laughs> I tell you, also another good way to liven up any party is you start talking about Bigfoots. And when you research these things, there are local groups all over the place um, where they go try to find the uh, the Bigfoots. You know, like a bunch of guys will get together and they'll go to Bigfoots. And I've been on several of their web pages, and it's pretty cool because. The first thing that they'll say on their webpage, if they're pro-kill or anti-kill, because there's two schools of thought, you know? Mm. Some people are like, we got to bring in a body, and that'll shut up all the critics and stuff. And the other one's like, no, we can't kill this gentle creature and all this <laughs>
5: stuff.
10: So then you just ask over Thanksgiving dinner, you know? You'd be like, so would you be pro-kill or anti-kill? You that is I mean? funny. That's a great yeah.
1: conversation starter at a party or something like that, because it's not uh, combative in any way. It's just It just gets it started. That's interesting.
10: Yeah, yeah. it's Like I said, any party, you can in that but A lot of people weasel it out. They'll be like, well, I'll use a, a tranquilizer gun or something Who like that. Who has a
1: tranquilizer gun? <laughs> I mean, if you're out in the woods, the chances of you having a rifle are significantly better than you having a tranquilizer gun.
10: Yeah. I mean, obviously, the anti-kill people are just, they want to take photos or videos or whatever, yeah. and the pro-kill people, they want to bring one down, but... I, I don't know. I I would be pro kill, but I gotta worry that maybe there's it's some guy that's out in a monkey costume as a joke or something. You know oh what God. I mean? And then then I have that on my conscience. So
1: you know, a lot of hunters um, use these uh, these little flash boxes where they put out bait and uh, they get pictures of people of uh, animals and stuff like that. I'm I just wonder that they haven't caught more pictures of Bigfoot using those things.
10: I'll go on the BFRO page. There was one just last year in Pennsylvania. Cool. They got pretty clear pictures. Yeah. And maybe they'll get more with their new trail cams for uh, forest rangers program. Who knows?
1: I should get Dave Ridley's Chewbacca outfit and uh, go visit the neighbors' property.
10: <laughs> yeah, just That'd hope they're pro- they're anti-kill, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you, my neighbors not anti anti-kill. <laughs>
10: <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted. I figured it was fun. Keep that in mind for your next party too. It's good stuff to talk about. Thanks, man. See you later.
0: Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five is the number here. Uh, so yeah, let's continue and take some more of your calls. It's the extended edition of the program, brought to you by the app program, by the way. We'll tell you more let's, about that. in a Let's bit. not
1: forget that I have a purpose for this extended.
0: You do have a purpose. We'll get to that. I made a note, Mark. We will get to it. Who is this? You're on the air. Uh, Alex in New Jersey. Hey, Alex. You were only really calling because I asked you to call, weren't you?
11: Yeah, but I have something I could call about. Okay, great. I was okay. asking, by the way, the chat
0: people in the chat while you were going on your little Bigfoot thing uh, to, to call in to try to take up as many lines as, uh, as we possibly could. Only Alex called. Well, only Alex well, called I, and held.
11: Well, that's because I care.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, what's up? Um, so,
11: I was at a party the other night, and uh, there was this girl who was quite inebriated. And, uh, you know, I was talking about. A college about her, party?
0: And it was a college party.
11: It was a LAN party.
0: A, a LAN party? Yes. There was a girl at a LAN party. Uh, indeed. What, did, one. She, did she have to be girl. inebriated to actually go to a LAN party, or did she get inebriated at the LAN party?
11: Uh, no, she uh, she got inebriated at the LAN party, but uh, she would only talk to me if she was inebriated.
0: So. Mark, do you know what a LAN party
1: is? It, um, you, you all the computers are hooked together, and you play like first person shooters mostly, um, I, I think, and then you so, so it's like a it's a gaming
0: party. That is correct. Yes. All right. So, uh so w- w- was this all college kids or were there y- younger kids there?
11: Uh, I was probably the
0: youngest. Okay, got it. So, was this the uh, only girl at the party? How many people were at the party? I'm just curious. I've never been to a land party. There were about 20 people. 20 people. And was it it was on campus or at a dorm room or what?
11: Oh, it was in a person's house.
0: At a house. Okay.
11: I'm I'm back uh at in, in New, New Jersey. Jersey. I'm not I'm not at home in New Hampshire.
0: Oh, gotcha.
11: For the holidays, you know. Okay. So, um, so now, the uh, because Free Talk Live is the source of all morality and virtue in the world, I have to call up and ask you this. All right. Um, she, she came up to me, and she asked me, uh, she was being very polite to me so that I could uh, uh, give her access to my laptop. Uh-huh. And uh, she wanted to go check Facebook. Okay. I guess her computer was being used. Okay. So I, I let her, but she forgot to log out. So I ask you, is, am I aggressing against her if I don't log her out of Facebook and I go on her Facebook account and uh, peek through some messages? That,
5: <laughs> that's a good is,
0: question. Is that aggression? I don't think it's aggression. Is it right is a question. Oh, no, no, no. It,
11: it's it's cl- clearly I would be an asshole if I did it. That's not in dispute.
1: I don't um, think that's aggression. No, I don't think it's aggression. It's it's not force or fraud.
0: She was drunken. Uh, she she used your laptop. She forgot to uh, to log out. Her mistake.
1: Yeah, I okay. I, I mean I don't think it's aggression. You didn't so lend her the, the laptop. It's not the lowest form of uh, of, of assholeness but uh, it's it's
0: it is on that uh scale. Well, you didn't lend her the laptop intending for her to mess up or something like that and it's no. not like you'd put a keylogger in there to uh to record her you know username and password or something like that. I think that would be uh, aggression. You didn't you didn't look at her as she was typing the password to uh, steal her password or something like that, you know. You didn't use any kind of uh uh sneaky behavior in order to uh to achieve this feat right she just forgot yeah, yeah but but that doesn't make it
1: right to look and um you know i'd i'd say that it's it's not right to look it's just not
11: oh, you know that, you know i agree i'm just uh, asking about it from a uh voluntarist
1: perspective okay there's your answer. I think that there are different levels of morality, and the, you know, the, the lowest plane of morality is aggression against someone else, and then there are higher ones. and that, So it does, not, it does not pierce the lowest plane.
11: All right, now here's one for you. Let's say that um, you come over my house, and uh, you accidentally leave your house keys uh, at my house, mm-hmm. and then I go, and before you realize it, I go off somewhere else. And my house is locked and you can't get in. Am I aggressing against you because you can't get to your keys, which are locked in my property?
1: Are you intentionally keeping them from me?
11: Oh, no. You forgot your keys at my house. And then you didn't realize it until you got to the front door. But by the time you got to the front door, I was already gone doing something else. And so now you can't get into your property.
1: It doesn't sound like it to me. I mean, I mean you know, that's just a you're going about your life. Um, you're, you're not obligated to do anything in the sense of, you know, getting my keys to me. In that sense, um, you know, you've left them there. I'd say you're aggressing if you used those keys in order to get into my house. But um, at that point, you know, if if you if you know, if I drop them down a sewer grate, you haven't done anything wrong to me. So I think that the the kind and um, neighborly thing to do is to help me get my keys back, as long as it doesn't uh, you know interfere terribly with your life. Um, so I mean, if you had gone to work and your work is 75 miles away and you work for 12 hours in an important job, I don't see why you should have to stop in the middle of your workday, drive back, unlock your house in order to get me my keys. But you know, when you do come back, you should make every effort to get them to me.
11: Okay, there you well, go. It, yeah, that's yeah. It's just uh, very similar to the uh, to the uh, Facebook kind of situation, just that it's uh, physical keys instead of little cookie keys.
0: Thanks uh, for the call tonight, Alex. Appreciate uh, hearing from you and the, the questions. 800, oh, no 800 number, can't give you an 800. There is a toll-free number, but it's only for amplifiers. Uh, 603-435-1105 is the number here, and lots of lines open for you to take part. We've got another call on hold, but Mark, you wanted to uh, to bring something up. There was a reason why you were interested in doing this yeah, extended get- edition, which actually getting- was on my goal sheet this week. Anyway, you didn't know that. But. Okay.
1: It's getting towards the end of the month, um, and we, at, at Podcast Alley, we have not, been number one for the vast majority All month. of month. yeah well we're we're number one right now at this oh, really? moment oh great by four votes oh boy okay, <laughs> and um the the vote the 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 podcast that was being cheated that someone was cheating to put towards the top is the number two and I suspect once they see what some somebody sees um and and that was mm-hmm. that's that's my conjecture that it was being cheated um upon no no no
0: there, there was a thread on our bbs where they suggested ad- yeah admitted they were saying they were that they were
1: going to cheat yeah um and and you know the results the show were...
0: the show was not cheating the people behind that show were not involved it were people on the uh, was people on the free talk live bbs right. who were intending to vote essentially to compete against free talk live
1: right people that believe somehow they're going to you know like it didn't like some of the topics that we were talking about and therefore we're going to make free talk live a better show by voting about voting some other podcast up that makes sense ludicrous Um, right and uh, you know absolute nonsense but whatever um you know you could not like the show but i'm not
0: changing anything about the show if we don't get first place still going to be the same Yeah, I I don't even know what the (laughs) complaints are. I don't care. Um, uh, you know, I'm not going to address them. So,
1: anyway, um, what we need are votes right now at vote.freetalklive.com because it's more important to me than to be at the top of the list all month which is, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place to be yeah. because when people go they see this month's list and it's nice for Free Talk Live to be number one at that time but more important to me is ending the month at number one because you know we, we've been number one for so long yeah. over there at Podcast uh, Alley and although Podcast Alley I admit, Podcast Alley Ghost Town, people are not using the forums uh, you know, spam bots are all over the forums, that kind of thing, it doesn't change that we get a hundred new listeners from Podcast Alley because the internet, it's a big internet. Every month. And every it's month. full of noobs, okay? Yeah. And <laughs> so being at the top of that list is important to Free Talk Live in the sense that we right. get a bunch of new listeners. And think about it this way. One of the ways that we use the dollars and cents that come from the AMP program Is to get new listeners. I mean, you know, we're we're rolling out a new website here shortly. But, um, you know, one of the ways is we advertise to new listeners. If you go and vote at vote.freetalklive.com, you are essentially providing, you know, a monetary boost to Free Talk Live by getting us helping us to get new listeners without spending anything. So, if you're a college student or a high school student and you want to be able to, you know, give money to Free Talk Live, but you can't really afford to, because I understand, or you're, you're broke or you're out of work or whatever. High school
0: students can afford it if they're working. Some people are out of work and having a tough time. Sure. If, if for whatever reason
1: you want to help Free Talk Live and you can't do it financially, this is a great way to do it. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. We really do need, need your vote. We failed to get the uh, podcast award this year. And I, I can tell you it's not as much fun saying, uh, you know, when I call people up on the phone, I say, you know, Free Talk Live is, nationally, is a national syndicated radio show on 61 radio stations. And we've, we're the best political podcast. The last four out of five years, and those are the five years that they've been giving out podcast. Just awards. say
0: four years in a row.
1: It's yeah, yeah, four years in a the row. Only, that...
0: Or you could say we're the only only podcast to win four podcast awards in a row. Um, I the reason
1: if you say four in a row, then you're indicating that it's the last four. That's you know, and that's, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that's slippery lawyer talk, and I won't. I do not sell that way. <laughs> um, sorry, I only tell I, I tell my clients the truth. I don't think there's any indication in there at all. Well, that's, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that slippery lawyer talk, and I will not do it. Okay, that's good. I'm um, glad, Mark. I'm glad. But, um, you know, the, the, the whole, I don't know. I like my um, statement the way I've stated it the best. I've worked on it, and that's what I came up with the right, last four out of go. five years. So, so
0: vote.freetalklive.com.
1: Right. And, you know, these these awards, are they're valuable to Free Talk Live. I, granted, you don't get any kind of... Uh, does the, the question in the chat room, does the voting go by email or IP address? Both. Um, the, you you can, if you, for instance, uh, you know, have two different places that you work or whatever, and somebody at your house has already voted and therefore used up your IP address, you won't be able to vote from there. So That's say right. you're, you're, you and your wife listen, your wife's a stay-at-home uh, mom, and you work outside the home, or vice versa. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to be sexist here. Just giving them a scenario. She votes from the house using her um, email address. You can then go to work and vote, but you can't use, if you have a shared joint email address, you wouldn't be able to use your joint email address. You'd have to use your work Work email address and your work IP in order to be able to vote from there. So that's the, There you go. it's both IP and email
0: validated, checked. I right. think we've covered it. Uh, please do it. Please do. Vote.freetalklive.com. I cannot tell you how important this is. 603-435-1105 is the number. We're doing an extended edition of Free Talk Live, internet only, as we continue with your calls. Who's this? You're on the air. Hello. Oh, I just
9: called because you asked me
0: to. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. you you were the only other one to do it, so really. Wasn't...
9: Oh, and I voted too. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, excellent. Ex- who is this?
9: Yeah. So. who is this? Oh, so this is Casey again. Oh, hey Casey, six foot
0: guy. Hey, dude. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, man. Yeah,
9: take See it easy. You. You.
0: All right. So phone lines are working. That's good. We're here uh, to take your calls about anything. Let's talk about something else here. You Let's... had a story you want I, to go I, through, right? Yeah, I, I've got the something. The bonus story. Here. Actually, how about an email? Okay. How about An email. This one from Jet.
1: Ah, I am very fond of Jet. When he, say, when he writes, composes
0: an email, it's usually quite good. He is a very intelligent character, that is for sure. Hi, guys. It's time again for a brief semantical reminder. A reminder to clearly label things in language for good communications. The psychology of word choice is so important. Sure is. Especially when we're referring to the abusers and usurpers who tend to call themselves public servants. Obscene. Since I listen every day... I hear so many opportunities to reference these sociopaths as what they truly are, simply insane. Now, some of them can even somehow appear to be human. Others behave more like mothers or prison guards, but many choose to behave mothers like Mothers aren't human? Prison guards aren't human? <laughs> many choose to behave like demigods. And I happen to yes. disagree with uh with Jet here. I think that most of these folks are human. Uh most of the government people are human. It just seems
1: to be a very human trait to either control others or be controlled by others.
0: Yeah, I mean they're just people that are in a circumstance wherein uh many of them are just people looking for a job first of all. Most of the bureaucrats are just low-level folks. Uh, I mean the guys that are out you know doing road work and stuff like that, not so controlling of anyone else. Uh, but then there are the people like the city managers and the police officers. They're more likely to be the the psychopaths and the sociopaths. Uh, but all that said, uh, I think that there's still some. There's always a glimmer of humanity in most of them at at some level. Some more so than others. But well, it, it is sort of your your job um, as a liberty
1: folk, you know, liberty kind of person, is to to get a hold of that humanity because you're not going to do anything by treating them, you know, like poking them with a stick. Yeah. But uh, just jaded, and I understand. He goes on to say that you know I, when we arrived here in New Hampshire by the way we were rather jaded ourselves oh, yeah. pretty pissed off uh, very combative with the yep. uh, you know, the folks and you're not going to convince anybody by being combative you have got to be uh, you know you've got to be convincing i do think that uh, there's something to be said with uh, you know using proper verbiage but um at the same time, I think that you've got to, you've got to create bridges, not burn them. I tend to agree with
0: that. Let's continue with the Jet. He says, overlords of the little people, commanders and chiefs, these entities honestly believe in their small minds that they are better, smarter and wiser and or our parents. I call that mental illness, a departure from reality, fantasy with guns. Notice that not once yet have I used the term government to refer to these violent and abusive, out of control maniacs. I didn't even use the term people in government, or government people, although I used to make that distinction. I'm not sure they are people, although one could argue, so I'm avoiding that term as well. Aliens? Hmm, maybe that lizard theory is true after all. So I'm asking you, begging you, to avoid using this term government when actually referring to tyrants and would-be kings, usurpers, and abusers. I say that, whenever we refer to these beings for broadcast, we should use more specific, descriptive terms that define their behaviors or characteristics, instead of their positions or titles. This way, we can better understand their motives and objectives, which are the control and enslavement of the masses and property by the few. Thanks for understanding how important choosing the right words can be in communicating our concepts to others. Would you give it another try? Your bud. That's a sales close uh,
1: sales tie down. Thank you for understanding. Like he he assumes the sale there yeah. at the
0: end. Do you see? Thank you for, yeah, for
1: you know assuming. What, you can read you can read it again. I don't remember what it is, but that's what uh, I heard.
0: Thanks for understanding how important choosing the right words can be in communicating our concepts to others. Right. As if I already understand. Yeah. Oh, he adds a note at the end. Even though they don't act it, I do treat them as people. Like that guy in Canada has suggested, people, not lords. I just never refer to them as people when they behave otherwise. That kind of makes sense. If they're not behaving in a humane fashion, they shouldn't be referred to with, with those terms. Uh, for Mark, whenever uh, when fellow Christians misinterpret Romans 13, 1 Peter 2, Titus 3, and say how government employees are ordained by God and we must obey, I ask them a ton of questions like, number one, which ones? Are janitors included? If so, if I get a job, will you now obey me? Or if I get that job? Numbers- yes, if I'm the janitor at the, uh, the Capitol building, <laughs> you have to obey my every word. We actually had an incident last uh, last week where uh, one of the activists was being brought up on an arraignment on, uh, it was December 24th, so it was uh, Christmas Eve, and they were opening the courtroom special. Actually, the courtroom was wide open, as I explained on an earlier show. You could just go in and plant a bomb underneath the chair and no one would have any idea. Um, luckily, we don't have violent people, so that didn't happen, but uh, while we were st- uh, sitting and hanging around in what was essentially an empty area that there was nobody in the clerk's office there was nobody there the security guys weren't there no one was in the keenster court and while we were hanging out up there uh, this uh, janitor was doing his business and i guess he struck up a conversation with with some of the activists and he he was coming through again after they'd had a conversation with him earlier and I had, uh, I was having some phlegm that particular day, and there was a trash can next next to me. So rather than go all the way down the hall to uh, go to the bathroom and, and spit it in the sink, I spat it in the uh, the empty trash can next to me.
1: Yeah, and if you hang out with Ian uh, long enough, you'll you'll realize that he
0: has lots of disgusting habits like this. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you could have gone into the... I could have gone into the bathroom, but I just decided not to do it. And this janitor took issue with the fact that I spit in his... Which, a trash can that had a bag in it. It's not like I spit in an empty trash can where the spit's going to adhere to the bottom of the trash can or something like that. It had one of those plastic bags lining the the trash can. And he... I don't remember exactly what he said, but uh, he basically chastened me for spitting in his trash can. And he talked about how we have to take those bags out and the you know that's gonna come out and get it could come out and get on me you know basically
1: like well it, you gotta be careful when you're handling trash i mean you know tra- trash is a you know je- people throw away disgusting right. things
0: right wear I mean, some gloves dude we actually john ray was uh, one of the activists that was there he's a janitor professionally uh working for a real company and he he basically jumped in and uh, and said something to the guy but i wait a minute why didn't I I mean if your issue is the trash bag's gonna leak, why don't you get some good trash bags? Secondly, it's uh, just a little bit of spit. Uh it's probably gonna evaporate by the time you take that trash out. I don't know and if they go that far, t- but on top of that, uh people could throw half empty cans of soda in your trash can any old the, time. And the, that's gonna create a whole lot more of a leakage problem. I think that the uh, the grosser part of this is you going no, it wasn't
1: like that. No, it wasn't right out, like that. Right there in public. Um I think that's the grosser part of it. There was this. no members of the public there. It was just activists. Yeah, yeah, that's how you look at the world. You know, when you fart here and uh you know, the <laughs> commercial break or belch and say the ABCs and uh but, you know <laughs> your practices God
0: well, is it, is it true or not true that somebody could pu- could throw a drink container in there that would be a far greater source of a drippage factor? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I he don't... He was just being a control freak. That's yeah. what that janitor was doing. And you know what happened? One of the activists came back because we they kicked us out. They caught they called the cops on us mm-hmm. for being up there. The cops came up and kicked us out of the uh, the room. We came back later before the trial because they, they were going to do it. At, they told us it was at 9. It wasn't at 9. It ended up being at 10.30, so we all went out and got some breakfast came back when we came back one of the other activists purposefully brought a cup of coffee and threw the uh you know a, a, a there was like a quarter cup of coffee left threw it in that trash can on purpose because the guy was such a dick about it
1: yeah i so i, I don't know about uh you know treating dicks like dicks um but i i think that uh i, I think that one's a expect, trash can expect disgusting things into you know in a trash can right and if you're worried about it Wear some damn gloves when you take the trash out. Yeah, I don't think that spitting in a trash can is is the you know is the height of uh, of rudeness. I I don't.
0: But the reason why I bring it up was because of the issue of the, would the lowly government janitor try to flex his power? Yes, it happened last week. <laughs>
1: and it does happen. Yes, indeed.
0: <sighs> All right. So, uh, oh hey, by the way, this extended edition of the show. Which, by the way, the number is 603-435-1105. Extended edition is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. We take the money in from AMP. We reinvest it into the show. We get on more radio stations across the country. Been working on getting a new station in Mississippi, a new uh, weeknight station. You've got a, a couple of them in the hopper. There's a couple in the hopper, yeah. Uh, but the one in uh, the And how many do we have right now? I, 61. 61, okay. I,
1: I get it, The fact is, they're coming so quickly, I'm getting confused now. And that's a
0: really great place to be. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Um, So th- this is one of those stations, though, that just keeps having problem after problem to where... They're just not coming on when they say they're going to come mm-hmm. on. They're, they're signed. So we're going to get a new weeknight affiliate in Mississippi if all goes as planned here. So... Uh, it's all being made possible by listeners like you. And if you've got 3 bucks a month, if you can cut back on a cup of coffee or skip a, you know, going out to McDonald's or something like that once, you can afford to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and help us get on more stations and help us get more Internet listeners on board with this show and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You get a- access to the AMP-only uh, toll-free call-in lines. You get access to the AMP-only forum and more. So please, if you haven't yet join us at amp.freetalklive.com and we this is one of the reasons why we do these extended editions is because people like it you know they they yeah. like this and it's one of those things where we can uh, open up a little bit more than we normally do kind of change the formatics of the show and uh, be a little more relaxed have a little more uh... that definitely happens on these uh, <laughs> as yeah. evidenced by the uh,
1: the last one yeah that, that that definitely happens
0: so i think we're about tapped out my uh, my uh, my, uh I, I don't really feel like reading stuff anymore at this point, so. Okay. Um, I would like to, uh,
1: to alert everyone that, uh, Big Head Press, where you can, uh, read, besides Escape from Terra, you can also read Phoebus Crumb, which is a pirate adventure, and several other liberty oriented, uh, uh, you know, comic strips. Some of them are complete, others are ongoing. The Escape from Terra is a serial, serial ongoing one that I've, I enjoy very thoroughly. Uh, they're starting a sort of new, um, you know, I don't know how to describe them. A new serial, a, a new adventure. You, you know, you can you can start in the middle on these if you if you wish to. And mm. I highly recommend Escape from Terra. Um, you know, the folks over there at Big Head Press do do a very good job of providing um, you know, principled libertarian comics to you know for people to consume. Free. You can also go to your local comic book store. They're distributed in, in most comic stores, um, and it's, it's Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. If you wanted to go straight there, it'd be like BigHeadPress.com slash EFT, but you know, you can see all of them up there on the right-hand side of the page if you go to BigHeadPress.com.
0: So the only way to keep us on here uh, for longer than this is to call in at 603-435-1105. I have yet to get word from the network as to whether or not we're going to be live on the radio on New Year's Eve. I have uh, gotten word we will be live on New Year's Day, so expect a live radio show then. But well, if, if we not, don't, there'll still be a um, you know. A, we'll a podcast do an internet only. Watching, yeah. no, we'll do an inter- We'll do a full internet only show on New Year's Eve if we are not live right. on the so radio. Anybody so anybody who's
1: listening now likely isn't going to be listening on uh, ra- the radio. So you know. It's true.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, just we say will it. be here for you all week long. And we're out of time here for tonight because, well, you're not calling in, so we're done. Uh, we'll wrap this extended edition up and be – what, what, what? I just want to make sure that I remind people, you know, this is the end of the podcast.
1: Please go to vote.freetalklive.com and vote. You know, it's right here at the end of the month is important. Then you'll be able to vote on the first again um, so so the Free Talk Live can be the uh, number one podcast in the world and claim that. Thank you.
0: All right, so we're going to be sending you out here to the uh, the streams. If you're listening to Free Talk Live, uh, if you're listening to the Free Talk Live stream, you'll get the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You'll join that in progress. And if you are listening to the Liberty Radio Network at LibertyRadioNetwork.com. Oh, oh, let me mention, Liberty, since we're talking about the Liberty Radio Network, Liberty Radio Network has now been around for about a year. Really? Yeah. I like it. Uh, there's a lot of shows on there that are uh,
1: great. Um, you know, I try to listen to uh, you know, Free Talk Live a little to listen to myself and listen for technique and stuff. But you know, it's, there's some great podcasts on uh, the Liberty Radio Network.
0: In fact, we just added a couple of new ones, as a matter of fact. Uh, we added a Free Oz Radio, which is our first show from outside of the United States. It's originating from the Gold Coast of Australia. I'm and not sure
1: which side is the Gold
0: Coast. I don't know, but I don't either. It sounds nice. Um and also we added in School Sucks. We've been talking about the School Sucks podcast on the program as uh, one of our sponsors and they are now part of the Liberty Radio Network which by the way is not because they were sponsoring the show.
1: Um No, J- the reason that they're 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 not really sponsoring the show. Jason Osborne is uh, sponsoring the School Sucks Podcasts advertisements on Free Talk Live, so um, you know all the best to the guys at School Sucks, but Jason Osborne's doing that. You know the the, the John Hancock of the Liberty Movement is uh, is once again dabbling in you know areas that he he's intervening with uh, you know media that he thinks is is valuable and um, you know going someplace, and that's what he believes with School School Sucks podcast <laughs>
0: School Sucks Project dot. I'm also uh, looking at some other programs as well. Uh, I have not yet gotten approval to put them on, so we're holding off on them. But you know, as as I come across new shows, we'll at, look at them for uh, for possible addition. Well, the the, the, the um, wheels off Liberty show should be starting
1: up at the after the first of the year. They're going to start up with their first more shows. Yeah, more more shows yeah. and
0: people uh, love those guys. Yeah, those guys are funny and uh, complete liberty. Great podcast. There's a great it's a great lineup over at uh, libertyradionetwork.com. In fact, I don't know if I should talk about this, but uh, Angela and Scott over at Anti War Radio were talking with us about going live with the Liberty Radio Network. I think they need to find some uh, some cash to get some equipment first, and so I'm not sure. If, great if they did that. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but it's it's been a discussion that's been on the table. And I, I I said to him, it's antiwar.com. I mean, you guys get those fundraising drives where you raise like two hundred thousand dollars every quarter or something like that. Surely they can spend three grand and get themselves a you know a Comrex access to hook up with the studio here. But oh well, we'll see what happens there. Keep our fingers crossed. But I think it'd be great to bring more live shows in uh, to the Liberty Radio Network. Even if they wanted to just do a podcast, they could. Uh, well, they are it's the uh, Antiwar Radio. They put Angels on that.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, this would be something besides that. I see.
0: All right, so LibertyRadioNetwork.com. We'll be kicking off the stream as we normally do with the Onion Radio News here in moments.